Hello, everybody listening to the Fairweather Podcast. It's your boy, 2K Suave. I'm joined with the happiest Jet fan I've ever met in my life. I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Uh, once again, I have no idea who this guy is. You know, Me. this is the definition of, of Fairweather. Uh, because I swear, like three months ago, before Quentin Williams got signed, oh, no, 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 I was no. still like, I don't care. No, no. I don't no, no. care. No, I've always been a fan. You know that. I support yeah, that. No, no, no. Fair weather fan doesn't mean you're not a fan. It's just that the temperature is a little high right now. But it's but extreme, now extreme it, you're it's, you're under extreme oh, heat advisory right now. You said I was on cloud twelve. Well, I'm on cloud thirteen now, bro. Like it's it's all been about direction. Like, let's let's be honest. As fans of our teams, you know, there's of course there has to be personnel in there that are talking about money and talking about contracts and this won't work we can't keep this guy we gotta let him go but when you're a prestigious organization like let's be honest philadelphia all the sports market teams they got money they're they're good they should be they don't know how to freaking spend it except for new york we've always been like the blue collar team you know like behind big brother the new york giants okay like nobody when you see a jets fan like you should embrace them and be like listen i love jet fans you know, too. I love you know how I am. I, I love I love underdogs, right? But like you know, at the end of the day, I'm always gonna pay attention to those. I'm, not you, obviously, but the ones that come out of the fucking closet because Aaron Rodgers is there now. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm like, all right, man, where the fuck were you at? <laughs> where yeah. were you at two years ago? We're, I mean, we're taking we're taking uh, uh, Packers fans with us. There's Packers Look, fans. I will okay say, I will say, Jet Jet fans are a lot more loyal than other fan bases. Because if you were, it's like being a Lions fan. If you're a Lions fan, you got to be the most loyal person. Like you never cheated on your girl. You never cheated on a test. You never, you never, uh, you never took more candy. You don't, you don't go over the speed limit. Like if you're a Lions fan after all these years, hey, more, more power to you. I couldn't do it. I couldn't and, even and, do it. And so. for me, it's, it's just real quick. It just for me, it's just like the things that I've been preaching. The things that I've been preaching, as opposed to like, you know how in the offseason pl- teams make a big a big signing, but have Y'all nothing made a big signing. No, I'm just saying like teams in the offseasons that are like historically dog shit, okay? That are historically dog shit will make one big signing. It's like, oh, you know, we went and got this guy. And there's nothing to make a team around it. It's just like the one sign, like going to get Le'Veon Bell for us. That was going to do it for us? No, yeah. it wasn't it. And I, and I was After happy. After a year off. I, I I was happy we got him, but I was like, we he became a-, a rapper. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper, yeah. But so rapper. <laughs> whatever, man. But yeah, let me. I'm I'm on my high horse, and I I, I want to come down, but I'm I'm just no, like, I'm, listen, I'm cruising. I'm cruising. I don't blame you, bro. Like, listen, y'all on TV every day, hard knocks. The episode look crazy. Yo, I was watching that game on Saturday, the Jets versus the Carolina. Oh. Fucking I was like, awesome. I was like, yo, that next episode of Hard Knocks is about to be obnoxious. They, they about to be super obnoxious because they I love them. I love they beat the dog episode. shit out of Carolina. I mean, they beat the dog shit out of Carolina. Then the first ten minutes of Hard Knocks last night, I was like, oh, I see why. Oh my god, I see why. <laughs> them motherfuckers were ready to fight, fight. Like they, they, I don't know what the hell was going on, what was in the water, but they was pissed at each other. So unfortunately, my dog Bryce Young and his. His squad had to take the brunt of that of that uh, anger. <laughs> they took out all of that shit on them. So more part to y'all, man. More part to y'all. But before I give my craziest or wackiest or whatever thing of um of over the last week, I do have an announcement to make. Um, 
if you're watching this broadcast or telecast on YouTube, behind me you'll see the uh, infamous picture meme, whatever people call it, of my next chapter with Kevin Durant with him folding his arms when he, you know, wrote in the Players Tribune that he's going to X Y Z team, right? Um, I'm currently I just want to sit here because we're we're going to talk about some uh, NBA later, but I am a free agent. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, you know how like people get on Dolan, like the Knicks suck after since they haven't won since 1973. We ain't done shit any better. We've actually tried and we suck. <laughs> at least he at least Dolan don't give a he, he don't matter. He just didn't care. That's why y'all suck. We actually are trying and we still make it worse. So after all these years, I only became a Sixer fan because of Allen Iverson. And they, the day they traded Allen Iverson, you know, I was like, whatever, I'll be fine. You know, I still rocked with, with, with Philly. I still followed him wherever he went, like I do with LeBron. But Tyrese Maxey is like the only player on that team right now that I give any kind of shit about anymore. Like, I'm done with it. I've been, and B has always been hot and cold for me. And then the latest answers about Harden and then just the whole trust the process shit and the management. I am so fed up with everything that that 76 organization is doing. So I am going to be, I'm entering free agency and I'm going to put them on the back burner. So whatever they do, they do. I'm not going to, I'm not giving up my fandom, but I would like to take this opportunity to let people know that I am open to cheering for another team this year, East or West. I don't care anymore. Like I'm like, obviously I'm a cheer for LeBron wherever he goes, but I'm open to actually like going out of my way to cheer for maybe the Knicks, maybe the Heat. Maybe the Celtics. I don't give a damn. I'm that mad. So I just want to make sure I put that out there because we're going to talk about James Harden later. So I'm putting that out there. Now, the craziest, wackiest thing I've seen in the last week is the best thing I've seen. My goal. Who's who's your soccer goat? Ronaldo. No. Pele's oh, Pele. Pele, huh? I'm more of a Ronaldo fan. Okay? I got you. But, 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 but. You be talking, you be talking crazy shit up on the dog Messi sometimes. Cause I know how you Ronaldo fans are. Y'all are ride or die. Y'all are like Kobe fans. <laughs> y'all are, y'all are like Kobe fans. Y'all are ride or die. Talk about his nine goals, bro. He's playing with his food. I don't know Messi at the age of what is it, 38? My dog came, dog. He literally, can you imagine the LeBron James went over to Greece and, and played for the Olympiacos? He would kill everybody. If he went to La Liga in Spain, he would kill everybody, right? Maybe not even as much as the way Messi is killing these hoes down here in the MLS. It's it's laughable at this point. It's actually laughable. Like he's talk, he's toying with, he's playing with his food. He's playing with his food. It's like every game you watch, you just expect him. It's not about if he scores, how he's gonna do it. It's it's so exciting for me to see my goat in the United States while all the rest of y'all got to watch y'all y'all dog over in Saudi freaking Arabia playing against Dubai. And Here's all I got to say. Here's all I got to say about that, bro. Like, I trust me, as much as like you think I'd hate Messi, like it's like it's like picking Kevin Durant or LeBron James. You're going to lean more to LeBron James. Just, you know, like I am. I respect both players. Like Messi is a, he's achieved what nobody can achieve. There's only like a handful of guys that can do that. And two that you can say are the GOATs, which are him and um, uh, Pele. Pele won multiple World Cups. Two small guys. One. So, but but Pele never really played against any big competition. He just stayed in Brazil and played for for the clubs over there. But, bro, I'm a, I'm a soccer aficionado, man. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no Sammy. I'm no Ron Angelo. Those guys, I'll give you your credits. They know their shit. They do. But, 
Messi coming over here, it's like unfair. No matter how old that guy is, oh, it, just, it just shows how bad American soccer is. Oh, it's it we, and we've I, been talking about this. Like, are we getting close to catching up? Oh, not even close. <laughs> no, and what I was gonna allude to is like, you know, you're saying, Oh, you gotta watch those guys in, in Saudi Arabia, like be on the lookout. They just got Neymar, they're getting big name players. Man. They, that's a one year freaking loan. Come on now. It doesn't. It doesn't. Neymar is there for a year. He's gonna move on to. Uh, oh yeah, I know he's gonna he's gonna go to Premier League. We know he's gonna go to Premier League. But like, they're getting big name players to go over there. Yeah, because they're paying astronomical amount of money. They're paying, but that's all you gotta do is pay them, and they'll come, and right. then one will come, and some will see. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something. I watch. I actually am one of those nerds who watch golf. Right, I do. I but, still would not watch. I don't watch the live tour. It's shit for me to watch. I'm watching PGA. Whenever there's a Masters on, I'm watching. Whenever there's a big tournament, I'm watching. I have not yet seen one swing of the live tour. Just because they're paying them all this money don't mean I want to watch it. Like, cool. I have not watched Ronaldo put on a uniform in Saudi Arabia yet. I have no idea what the uniform looks like. But I know the MLS on Apple TV. I can turn on my shit. Boom, it's right there. I can I'm see gonna it. I'm why you're watching it. I'm going to tell you why. What's your, what's your phone carrier service? T-Mobile, baby. Exactly. T-Freaking Mobile, baby. <laughs> and it's free. No, let me, I'll say, yo, shout out to T-Mobile. I'm not trying to give no product placement, but MLB, <laughs> I get MLB for free every year for the last what, eight years now. And I got soccer. And it's like. And you get you, 10 cents off the gallon on the Shell app, too. And so. 10 cents <laughs> off the gallon. And nowadays, gas is going right back up again. So them 10 cents be going a long way. So I'll get T-Mobile is, is credit, but. What's the craziest, wackiest, funniest, whatever you see over the last week? Um, it can't be jet related. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was going to be jet related. I knew it. Um, now you have uh, to say two then. Well, I had three. I oh, had three. one. One we're going to allude to the end of the end of the show. We're going to talk about it. So I don't want to talk about that. And I'm pretty sure everybody knows what it is. Is it about um, Michael Orr? Yeah, it was about Michael Orr. That was because because real quick on it. I don't want to stay on it here. But like we've talked about it, we're like, yo, the the movie was like whatever. Like it was. I got like, so much to say. Don't, don't even talk about it. I cannot yeah. wait. That's just crazy. How like, if you the, guys are listening to the show, I know you sometimes you want to hear what you want to hear. Y'all need to make sure y'all sit through this whole shit because when we get to Michael Orr, I got some shit to say about that because I've been saying this. I've been thinking the same thing for fourteen years now. I'm like, wow. Anyway, continue. <laughs> the chickens came came home to roost. They came, so. but they, they did. Um, the 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 one I was gonna say um was if you I'm not gonna ruin actually no fuck it I'm gonna ruin if you didn't watch Hard Knocks yet the new well, if they haven't watched Hard Knocks that's on them bro the beginning the beginning episode they bring in like a magician and <laughs> bro bro guy, no, 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 point no. and I... at the end at the end what's crazy at the end when he put the Super Bowl score up and the yeah. winner between the two teams which were the Jets and the 49ers. 49ers. And they had it at 31-21. And I Bullshit. think it was McCall Hartman. McCall Hartman picked the winners, and he picked the score, and the guy had that written down. Bets were placed. Bets were placed. They did? Dog, they're so lame, bro. They're so lame. This is why Vegas got so much money. <laughs> Bets were placed right there and then. And then the last one I'll be really quick is just like the progression of Aaron Rodgers as, as how we've seen him as a villain. He's kind of like – as a crybaby bitch, like he's, he's back. Baby. He's fun. The Batman cool. is back. He's Thank like you. super cool. He's talking, to you. and and like I I have no reason. I mean, I know he's on my team, and I'm also like one of those people that like if we signed Tom Brady, and it was like the Tom Brady of the Patriots, I'd be like, God, I don't like this guy, but you know, I got to root for him. 
And I've never been like that with Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers just like kind of rubbed me the lo- the wrong way a couple just years lately. Tried, lately, and I've tried to d- dive deeper and been like, you know, maybe it's you know ownership and you know not being not having an owner really and shit like that like plays into it. And now you're seeing him here and you and like there's these kids are young, these kids are young and they're like like a false. What was it that Bane said? Praying like a false idol. So like they're praying this guy like a false idol. And he's not a false eye. He's fucking won a lot of shit. He's very decorated. I know he's won Super Bowl, but but he's MVPs. But he's still hella decorated. He's like a better version of what Dan Marino was doing. (laughs) He's hella decorated, and that's something we've never had at the quarterback position. We've never had somebody at the and I'm happy to see it. And I'm happy that like Hard Knocks, which I alluded to last week, hasn't really honed in on players yet to make the team. Or certain players. Yeah, we got some Quentin Williams sighting in the last one, but it's really been all around Aaron Rodgers on this team. Yo, how they interact with each other. McDonald, he explosive. Oh my god, he's explosive, bro. I did not. I didn't know your game was like that. No, for, <laughs> no I bought some Shaq shit when I was watching that shit last night. I was like, bro, I did not know your game was like this. But was but was crazy is like I watched that game before, obviously before that. Yeah, and I saw I was paying attention. I was like, let me pay attention to Mackay Becton and let me pay attention. I was to paying attention to Mackay Becton. He was in the, yeah. on, in the on the third quarter, right? Like mm-hmm. he was, like well, he, he was, started, he started, but he, he played started. up until the third quarter. I think I'm like, bro, why is Mackay Becton still in the game? Because <laughs> they need to make sure they if they're going to keep him next year. Because yeah. shout, yeah, shout out to him, him. like he's he's smart for that. And I I love what Aaron Rodgers said to him in the show. Did you see that? Yeah. He came up to Aaron, put his arm. He's like, "Let's yeah. go grab a dinner, man. Let's hang yeah. out." I, I was like, like, and that's why, and that's why I knew. Remember, Tom Brady came to Tampa, and, and all the all the nowhere became a cool guy again. Like, what the hell? Where was this Tom before? Sometimes a change of scenery is literally the greatest thing to ever happen to you. Like, I, at my last job, oh, I think that last year and a half, I was kind of just really disengaged, and it just wasn't. I wasn't having fun anymore. I was like, "Why am I doing this?" And then, um, you know, the way the universe works, if my uh, my current job somehow found me, and I'm I've been on a tear, and I've been happy. I've been I've been finally happy again, even though there's still a lot of stress. I'm finally happy again, and it's like it literally sometimes is just a change of scenery, and you know, being somewhere that you're actually wanting. Because like, think about it, when when Tom Brady left New England, you could tell like they were done with him. The greatest quarterback, uh, you know, ring-wise and all that, accomplishment-wise of all time, and they were, like, ready to be done with him. Same thing with Green Bay. Like, they've been waiting to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Like, all right, man, we got to join the love. We're trying to see what's up. And they've been, like, trying to push him out the door. So to go somewhere that you're actually wanted, it makes the world of difference. And, like, I felt like I was wanted in my current job right now, and that's what it's making me want to perform better. You know what I mean? So it's just little things. Like, you guys really do have a shot. Because, and because of oh, he's happy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what I was gonna allude to about Will McDonald's, I was watching that game, and when I saw him explode off the end and get to Bryce Young, I was like, Oh, I like I said, I didn't know you were like this because our front four, not even putting Will McDonald in there, is pretty scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all, y'all, stop y'all, shit. yo, Quentin Williams. I, but I didn't know we got Al Woods, and I didn't know we got Quentin Jefferson, too. I was like, Holy Listen, shit, Quentin Williams, you know how, like, um. What's his name? Uh, Aaron Donald, right? Mm-hmm. You got to pay extra attention to Aaron Donald. So everybody else about to get loose, right? Quinn and Williams, dog, he looks like he got hit. You know how people get their money and they regress? 
he got his money. He's like, now nah, I'm about to show y'all why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I and I like, like hearing I, that. I like I, hearing I, hard knocks. I hate Let's see when it happens. I hate so much that I like. I love so many of y'all players and shit. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I don't want hey. you. I don't want y'all to win a Super Bowl. I want to win the Super Bowl, but it might no, be an all green Super Bowl. To be honest, let me get mine before I die. Let me say it might be an all green Super Bowl, and I hope Jalen Hurts whooped his ass. We gonna <laughs> see y'all. We gonna see y'all week whatever. But I hope it, I hope we get an all green Super Bowl so Jalen Hurts gets his get back. And then I oh Patriots week one Juju Smith Schuster. I hope we whoop his ass. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Back right, to reality. All right, let's dive in. We're gonna talk about uh, we uh, we're gonna do the NFC North and AFC North today. Um, uh, so we're gonna kick it off with the NFC North. Um, a lot of shit going on in that little cold uh division that they got over there. Uh, Lamar Jackson finally got his money, so we don't gotta talk about that bullshit no more. Of like, and I say NFC North, we're doing AFC North. So Lamar Jackson got his money, so we don't got we don't gotta worry about that. They got OBJ, so now you got a weapon. They drafted Zay Flowers, and they got this new offensive coordinator. Everything that Lamar Jackson has needed, including the, the, the contract, he got now. So we about to see what's up with that. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, my God. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson of year two. Obviously, he didn't look that great last year. Um, he hadn't played football in, like, what, 20 years, it felt like. So <laughs> we got to see year – do we got to see year two because – if anybody watched that Johnny Mazel shit, Cleveland don't know how to draft quarterbacks. <laughs> and Cle- like Johnny Mazel knew within a week he didn't want to be there. That's that, that's how depressing Cleveland is. Like if y'all never been to Cleveland, ain't shit to be happy about over there. I've been there once. I lived in Detroit, and Detroit. I thought Detroit was bad. Cleveland is not that far off. So that Midwest, you know, de- like uh, what do they call it, winter depression or whatever, that should be real up there. So and they play it in the freaking winter. So. Uh, we're gonna see about that. Uh, Joe Burrow got another injury. Uh, we're about to see what's up with him uh, as they go into this next this next phase. And then also uh, the Steelers, they still got Mike Tomlin. He don't lose. And Kenny Pickett and George Pickens, they look like they uh, they they've been BFF since like childbirth. So let's kick it off with the uh, with the Ravens. First of all, you know, obviously we spent a lot of the uh, latter part of last season, like, yo, what the hell's going on? Shit, is he gonna be a Falcon? Oh my God, the Bucks, the Patriots. Like we just kept throwing out all these crazy ideas because that's what they led us to believe that they didn't want him. But we knew, you know, hardball is hardball. Front office is gonna be the front office. It, it is a business at the end of the day. You know, he got his two sixty plus. Um, so he got his millions. He's but he's come to camp, and I'm see. I feel like I'm seeing a little bit of a maturity for him. So with the new weapons, with the new coach, with the new money, with the new environment. What do you expect to see from the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, it's it's your time to prove it now. Everything that we've always had an argument for for Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. is not an argument anymore. He has offensive pieces now to play with. Yep. Yes, it may not be like the the top tier ones, and OBJ is you know an ACL injury removed from the Super Bowl and had to rehab that. I mean, that um, one's been thankfully for him. That was last year in February. So instead of rushing back like he was trying to do, he's actually had time to rehab. And I'm watching, I was watching like YouTube videos. He's got to, like, we forget how good OBJ is. Like, he was that dude. He just can't, you know, the knee was starting to be a little bit of an issue. But that same Super Bowl game, he was about to go win MVP. Oh, no, I know. But he's also, 
a diva in a, in an aspect. But I don't. I get. I've I've forgiven him. I've forgiven. I know him. you have. I'm about to say, don't do that. To him. That's my I've dog. I've forgiven him. <laughs> I've forgiven him. Um, and I like I like the swagger and and the identity he's bringing to the Ravens right now. I I have no issues with OBJ. You know, I'm just I have a question. I'm, I have a question. Do you think he would have fit your jet locker room if if they would have signed him? I think so. Okay. I think so. The way things are going right now, I I think he would have, because he sees he's like a guy who wants to have fun. Yeah. And I feel like when he was in New York, he was the only one having fun, where everybody wanted to win football games, and he couldn't prioritize fun from winning and know what 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 was the end goal at the end of the yeah, that's day. That's that old school organization, New York Giants. Yeah. They got that old old money and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think with the the way the locker room is now, I think he would have gelled perfectly. It would have been kind of shaky, but I, I think like we've got the right pieces there. Um, but do the Ravens have the right pieces too? And what I was going to allude to, like, you know, people saying OBJ ain't him anymore. Like, yeah, you know, he may not be him anymore, but he's still got the name and he still can make some catches and he'll burn your DB on your team most likely. So I hate to break it to you. you will. So um, Zay Flowers, I've watched training camp videos of him and he looks – Pretty they good. Advertise as advertised. Um, as much as the you know, we advocate for the running back market, the Ravens don't give a damn. They've got like nine guys there, and it's next guy up, and you know, he gets down, it's next guy Yo, up. For fantasy purposes, and, would you draft until finally, until finally you get to Justice Hill and you're like, throw him in there. <laughs> for fantasy purposes, would you drive JK Dobbins? Never. Never, I would, right? I, I guess never. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I've been doing all these mock drafts. I'm like, I can't do it. I'll Can't take maybe it. Gus Edwards like in the thirteenth round, but I'm like, bro, that's 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 the farthest I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just don't know, bro. I just don't know. Why wouldn't? Why would you take a guy whose initials are J.K.? Just kidding, bro. Just I'm not kidding. gonna be playing this. He go, he gonna break hard again. But but on defense, the I, I know Humphrey just went out with an injury, so that's a little concerning. Yeah. Um, Top corner. Did they did they have who was the DB they had last year that I I think he signed with the Raiders Marcus Peters yeah Marcus Peters isn't there anymore so let me I'm I'm pulling up the roster I got you uh Roquan Smith still there I could not, I could not a, that's a good thing that they were able to like get that trade because like you know Ray since Ray Lewis you know you you're trying to get that that guy that guy you know what I mean. Roquan Smith is that guy, honestly. Yeah. Like he has that Dude, kind Matt of Matt Judon is too. It was just yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. Him. But no. Judon's gone now. So yeah, I know. Roquan could be your long-term option. He's still young. So and he's paid now. And he's paid. Whoever the hell's on that D-line, they're good. <laughs> That's all I know. It's like they're good. But um the the team uh, don't even look at the roster. Don't even go down the roster. Like, I'm looking at the roster anyway, because I, I yeah. I'm very curious as to like what ancillary pieces and all that. Um, they got, receiver they got, wise, I, receiver wise, Lamar can't complain, bro. He got <laughs> his fourth or fifth receiver would be Nelson Aguilar, yeah, and that's not a bad fourth or fifth, a fifth option to have. Like, he has Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman, OBJ, uh, Devin Duvernay, Zay Flowers, uh, look, Laquan Treadwell. They got they got a <laughs> I laughed, I, I had to laugh, <laughs> I had to laugh. And they still have Mark Andrews, obviously. And Isaiah likely did a lot, like a lot of showed a lot of promise. He's hurt too. He's hurt too. Yeah, um, but the fact that they have all this now, it's like, yeah. what can you say? It's it's young. It's very young. And it's it's kind of to me, it's a question mark. 
but it's a, a working question mark. Like Dumerve, like that guy came out of nowhere and was getting like one yard touchdowns three weeks in a row for people who had fantasy. Yeah, he's fast. He's a kick returner, but he's he can light you up on the offensive side if you put him in for a for a receiving play. If he has to be a receiver, which he is a receiver, but mostly a kick returner. Um, the 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 receiving core is very young, and I think it needed like a captain or a, a veteran mindset and that's what you're going to get out of obj because bateman's bateman's never healthy zay yeah. flowers this is his first There's year so much Dumerville, promise dumerville's pretty young or duvernay whatever his name is Dumerville. and then Aguilar is just hot and cold he's very hot and cold but at least he could be hot and cold and not be a one or two <laughs> true that's true and and he's got a ring so like you you've got to respect him for that so you're welcome nelson not yeah. thank you. So, You're welcome. Yo, I, I think I'm not that sold about that defense, especially without Marlon Humphrey. They got some holes. I, I, not I, holes. I wouldn't say they have holes, but they have. They got a lot. Of, I mean, nothing I truly believe. Away, I truly believe. Like when you look at that defense, I say the same thing too. When I look at it, and they perform. Harbaugh gets those boys, and you find out names that you never heard of. It's before. still Baltimore. At the end of the day, it's still. I mean, linebacker wise, yeah, I, I like it. But like Owe, I know Adafa Owe, I like them a lot. Ojabo go blue. Um, obviously Rokon Smith. So like, I think linebacker wise, great. But then like secondary, mm, I don't know. I, I don't know. Let me let me look up their overall defense last year. But honestly, um. The excuses now, like, because think about it. The, the we, what, what, what do we keep bringing up with Lamar Jackson? Um, where we're trying to sell him, like, why is he good? Doesn't he have an good. offense, we, no, but we, no, 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 but his claim to fame 2019 unanimous MVP. Oh, right? yeah, decorated, yeah. For, that, and the farther and farther we get away from that, the more and more it's gonna start, look, it's gonna start to look like a blip. Like, last, the last night, so I go down rabbit holes, y'all. A lot. I'm a YouTube like crazy, right? Yesterday I watched the top ten flash in the pan uh, uh, MLB players. That was very fun to watch. Uh, number two was was Lincecum. I I I was waiting. I'm like, I bet you Lincecum's gonna be in here because sometimes you come out and you're just a dog, right? And then the wheel, the injuries come and the wheels fall off. And I mean, look, RG three, right? Rookie of the year. It was like, oh shit, we got something, and the wheels fell off. So. I don't want that to be that the same thing for Lamar Jackson because I, I have so much love for the dude, right? So, the, on the offensive side, I think I think we, we sh- they 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 should be fine now. Defensively, it says they ranked eighth last year uh, in overall defense. Okay, I mean, I I hope. I mean, are they going to be able to kind of sustain that? I don't know. I, I don't know for whatever reason. I feel like they lost a lot of games last year, and it had nothing to do with their offense. Like they, a lot of defensive miscues and, and and that kind of stuff. So I think I mean I still think they're going to be fine, but this is like a like we talk about quarterbacks who are under pressure. I don't want to say Lamar is under pressure, but now that you got the money, the whole like the the spectrum is bigger, right? You watched Hard Knocks last night, right? And uh, your owner was on the side talking to uh, Sala, and they were like. Man, uh, Q, what, what did they call Quentin Williams? Q-pop or some shit like that? Q-ball. Q-ball. He's, they were like, oh, man, you know, we go as he goes. And and your owner was like, yes, yeah, a lot of money. Like, when he said, 
that's a lot of money. I was like, oh, shit, they really be counting their pockets for real. So now you know the owner is going to be paying a hell of attention to him. The coach is going to be paying attention to him. And then you guys as fans are going to make sure that he's earning his money. Like Tobias Harris, when we gave him $36, $38 million, God, I said we. When the 76ers gave Tobias Harris $35, $30, whatever million dollars, my eyes were on him. And I realized he ain't worth the money. So yeah, he Lamar Jackson's got to take that Quinn and Williams approach and really prove that he is uh he's worth his money that they they paying him because we are gonna see. But th- let's move on to a different quarterback who's also got paid a lot of money, uh, Deshaun Watson. He got the first fully guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollar contract after he was, you know, caught you know those crazy shit. You know what I mean? And the Browns didn't look great last year. Uh, he didn't look great. Obviously, like we said earlier, he didn't. He missed a lot of games, so a lot of rust got to be shaken off. Um, you know, he's he's got Amari Cooper. He got you know got got Nick Chubb. Got some stuff going on over there. Um, and like and like I say, you know, if you watch Johnny Manziel shit, Cleveland Browns been dealing with have not been able to drop the quarterback. You go over there and it's still like that, right? So. With Deshaun Watson being in the system a little bit longer, you know, obviously this thing is still kind of a dark cloud over him. You know, Michael Vick kind of went through it a little bit with the, um, you know, with the dog situation. Ben Roethlisberger went through it with, for a similar situation and the the, bicycle, the motorcycle shit. So uh, Ray Lewis had a little dark cloud over his head with the the murder investigation early in the 2000s. So a lot. It's not. This is not the first time we've seen a player be under under a microscope but a lot the guys who i mentioned they all they were all able to kind of prevail so do you think that deshaun watson will be able to overcome this dark cloud be don't know anything he has to do it in cleveland <laughs> do you think he's gonna be able to overcome um i mean i i hope so i, I always look for the better in people <clears throat> but he's kind of one of those guys that you know fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on you or, or i got it backwards always get it backwards. fool me 65 yeah. times yeah, either way, you can't get fooled again. Hey, um, it's not a duck. If it, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, it's not a damn lion. <laughs> that's true. Um, I I think last year, you know, he kind of got thrown to the wolves uh, out of not playing football for, it seemed like, almost two years. And, and one, with an additional 11 games on top of that. <laughs> yeah, with with one that he voluntarily decided to sit out to on top of that. Um True. People forget that. That's very true. Yeah. So I I think Cleveland is Cleveland, but I, I think they have good pieces. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm so high on Nick Chubb every year. I don't get why people have him as like the eighth best running back every year. I'm like, do you know what this guy does? Like he literally carries the offense every year and like is a great running back. He, anybody would want him now. You remember? I, um, let, me, let me give you another one of my rabbit holes, real quick, because I'm I'm I one last night. Another thing I was watching on the rabbit hole. The title was "How Good Was Barry Sanders?" Right, living in Detroit the whole time that Barry Sanders was there, I knew he was good. I've always I'm always telling people he's the greatest running back I've ever seen in my life. But to put it in perspective, when I actually watched it as an adult. The, the the numbers he was putting up and everything like the team that he had, he does not get enough credit. <laughs> and Nick Chubb is kind of on that. It's insane. Like he just be putting a thousand yard season together every year. Like we don't talk about it. Barry Sanders had like I think it was like nine, ten straight thousand yard seasons. 
And it was like ridiculous. He was winning MVPs. He was all pro every year. He was a, a, a pro bowler every year, but he played for Detroit. And unfortunately for Nick Chubb, he plays for the Detroit of Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I I think um I think they've got pieces. Amari Cooper is is a silent assassin. I don't care how everybody wants to dog this man. He, he nerd, looks like he man. hates he looks like he hates the game of football. Yeah. He's out there, plays it, and he's good. He's good. So don't don't you know I like Alabama players, but he he I can I got he I got bores no me. <laughs> I just I just think Dallas did him dirty. I think Dallas did him dirty and he was upset. And he's like, well, I'm going to show you why I'm still good. And he balled out. So more power to him. Miles Garrett is like the most lovable person in the world, no matter how angry he gets. Even if he takes his helmet off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Mason Rudolph said the end. Oh, he definitely that. deserved it. He definitely yeah. deserved what was coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, ain't no way you get that mad. <laughs> these anime guys, these Jamal Williams, these Miles Garrett, exactly. these uh, Will McDonald's. They're lovable people, bro. Exactly, bro. <laughs> For you to rub them the wrong way, oof. if you got if you get one of them mad, something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's what I, I agree. I agree. I I think and and then the signing of Elijah Moore. Have fun with that, Browns. <laughs> so you know who I forgot who said it today. Um, they said, oh, Mark Cooper said it. Of course, Amari Cooper said earlier today. I think that me and Elijah Moore could be like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. The same reason that I could not stand OBJ in the beginning is why I cannot stand Elijah Moore. We had all this hype on him, and he made some big plays. I mean, they're nowhere the same type of talent. Don't I'm not alluding to that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like we had the same highlight reels, all these big plays he was making, and then I saw a crybaby antic happen when you got hurt. You weren't showing up to practice on time. Them St. Thomas Aquinas boys, you know how they are. <laughs> so whatever, man. I I don't care. But I I think Cleveland, you know, they they look okay. It, it's just up to if Deshaun Watson is really the guy that's worth all that money, and if history, you know, I hope history does not prove to what it usually is. Is these quarterbacks they get just never pan out? I think Deshaun Watson will pan out. And I think it's hard getting- to overcome. It's hard to overcome the organization sometimes, no it matter is. who you put in there. But but what what's what makes quarterbacks successful if they're not like on the caliber of an Aaron Rodgers or because let's let's not forget everything that Deshaun Watson had. Like he had tools. He did, He's not a guy who makes players around him better like Aaron Rodgers is like Tom Brady is like those guys. And, wait, 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 wait. What tools did he have in Houston? DeAndre. DeAndre Hopkins. And after that, Will he, he led the league in touchdowns the year before he got suspended, and he did not have DeAndre Hopkins that year. He had Will Fuller, Kiki Cootie. Who the hell is Kiki Cootie? That's and true. I forgot the, the other receiver. He does make – he. I think he has that type of thing in him. Okay, but, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the other thing that I was going to say really quick is, is an O-line, and we always look past because Joe Thomas is no longer there. But how good really Cleveland O line really is? It's how it's good pretty- is y'all O line too? That should be concerning you, Mister Jet. I'm just saying it real quick. I have to say it in a very low voice, but be, we'll be watchful there. of that. We'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Training camp. I'm, I got faith in these boys. There's also the starters aren't aren't playing. There. This is more towards the the back end. Oh, I see it in the practice. Your boy everybody's getting touched. <laughs> you get touched. But that now. wasn't the starters. That wasn't the starters. 
your boy Aaron Rodgers getting touched up, man. Just protect me, protect that man, protect that man. That man's nasty. So, I mean, I watched Tom Brady go from 50 touchdowns to out the league quick, (laughs) hella quick. (laughs) All right, let's let's go back. My bad, sorry, got carried away. (laughs) What's your partake on him? I, I personally just think like this we get a full year of Deshaun Watson and he's got the tools. I think they can be competitive. I, that's what I truly think about them. Damn, Jake Cave just hit another home run. We just doing work on Toronto. Anyway, um, see, I the, the part the part that just yeah, it's like I Deshaun Watson is one of those guys that I want to like, right? Yeah. After watching what he did in college against Alabama, that that game specifically, he's getting ass beat all game long, and he still. Chin, put, bumping up the chin strap. Like, remember Jay Cutler? I and the one player in the NFL who I would never like is Jay Cutler because I see him be on the sideline on his little bicycle during a NFC Championship game against your rival Green Bay Packers with the most annoying look on his face because he was a little, mm, I'm a little nicked up. Meanwhile, I see this dude Deshaun Watson get SEC bullied, <laughs> bullied by the Alabama Crystal Tide. He still's got the game winning touchdown uh, to Hunter Renfro, and that is like uh, Vince Vince Young versus USC, and then my boy against uh, Alabama. Those are some of the more impressive uh, moments I've seen. So I still kind of st- stick to that. Like, man, I really want to like this dude, right? And obviously, with everything that happened, it's kind of like it's kind of weird. Like, you don't want to admit that you like the guy. Now it's like it's like me listening to R. Kelly music. I. <laughs> I don't want people to know. I still listen like to Wander, it's like that Wander Franco. Don't meme. do it. We're not talking about Wander Franco today. We're not talking about Wander Franco today. He's a pedophile, but he gets on base. We're not talking about Wander Franco today. It's crazy. The Rays finally decide to pay a player, and the dude, the dude can't date someone his own age. But he gets on base. What is going on? But anyway, I don't want to admit that I still listen to "Wonderful" by Ja Rule or Kelly and Ashanti. Is it Ashanti? Whatever it is. Oh, 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 oh. All right, anyway, back to Deshaun Watson. So I still think about both sides of it. Like, damn, I hope, I really do hope that maybe there's, there was something to the story, but it, you can't tell me 65 women are lying. You know what I mean? It's just hard for me to believe that. And it was probably more than that for, for all we know. But so, yes, I, I still want, I still like the guy from, from a talent standpoint, right? And I want him to, you know, I want him to do well. Um, you know, especially being, you know, I'll I, I keep it a hundred, man. I, any black quarterback, for the most part, I'll give you a few. Maybe I don't really care about, but for the like that Prescott, hey, whatever, man. I don't give shit about you. No. <laughs> but the, uh, for the most part, the rest of them, I, I want to see them do successful because Jalen Hurts said it to uh Peter King a couple weeks ago when he interviewed. Oh, Jalen Hurts about to kill it this year. Peter King, he told Peter King, yeah, man. I mean, he was like, I got three things, or whatever, and I forgot what the other ones were, but like the other one was. He's got to prove himself because he said for the longest time, the me the people doubted people like me. When he said that, I was like, oh my god, he's he, he was pre 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 preaching. And Deshaun Watson, I want to put him in that category. Like they doubt people like you, so make them prove prove them wrong. The problem is, and it's, it's they play in Cleveland, bro. Uh, it's like it's it's like the Los Angeles Clippers. They went and get Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I mean, they got a roster, right? They got they got Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, according to the dumbass people in the media. They have not sniffed. They have not sniffed a Larry O'Brien trophy. Sniffed. They can't even smell it. They got COVID, but they can't smell shit. So it's like, it doesn't matter. They they draft Johnny Manziel. They draft uh, 
Jimmy Clausen, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like they don't have they there's something infrastructurally wrong with that team. Same thing, there's something infrastructurally wrong with the Clippers. Now you know the Clippers they, are addressing a lot of those things, but you know what's what Cleveland they, addressed? You know what Cleveland should do? Go hire Kevin Costner because he made everybody a Cleveland Browns Yo. fan for that day. Hey, for one day, for one movie, for what was it, an hour and 45 minute movie, everybody was a Cleveland fan, but that's not realistic. And you know what the whole funny part about that was? He fleeced the Seattle Seahawks who won the Super Bowl that year. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I just don't believe. I don't believe. Unfortunately, as much as they try, so it's like when something is doomed to go deal, like deemed to go wrong, it's gonna go wrong. You know how Stephen A always says that about the Cowboys? When it's all good, you know it's gonna go bad. <laughs> no matter what Cleveland tries, and when it's all good, like they became they became public enemy number one because they not only did they sign Deshaun Watson, they gave him buku money while he and was still feet. while he was still dealing with the case. Bruh, it's like okay, bro, come on now. So they're gonna get every team's best, like they just won a Super Bowl. Cause like everybody wants to make sure they about when that happened. All I can think about when that happened is that um the meme of what's his face, the comedian Charlie Day, with all the different like scenarios of how we're gonna talk about this to the media oh, while man. I'm signing for all this money. Mm-hmm. That exactly. guy, that guy, that guy could not sleep for a week. I'm sure when he how had to like explain this. Something. How can you explain this? But they still asking him about it till this day. Like, you think this is just gonna go away? <laughs> it doesn't go away. Like Michael Vick is just starting to become kind of liked again. Like I. I forgave him. You know what I mean? Like, he served his time. Anybody who served their time, and I know he wasn't, like, fully hands-on involved with a lot of the crazy shit that was happening. He just allowed it to happen and, you know, funded it to happen. But Deshaun, on the other hand, was directly involved with what was going on. So it's like a little, it's a little different. So he's going to be dealing with this for a while. And to have to deal with that in Cleveland, it's like, you think about it. You, you lose a game. You have to drive in the snow to go home. And it's ugly outside, dirty ass snow, and you get a question about your rape allegations from two years. Like it's he, it's hard for a man to have to deal with that. So I just, I, unfortunately, I just don't, I don't believe it. I, I don't see it. They they'll, they'll be nine and nine and eight, ten and seven, losing a wild card round, maybe something like like. They, I just, I don't think they have. That's me being nice, by the way. I don't think they're going to be nine. I think they might be eight and nine, but we'll see. I, Deshaun Watson has enough talent for me to think that they're going to be able to do something, right? Nick Chubb, you know, Mark Cooper, uh, um, <laughs> Bruce and Holt. You're like, they, they, something is kind of there, but it just doesn't. It all, all smell right. You know how I am about smell. Like Arizona, now nah, I see it. <laughs> I, I, can't, I won't watch it. The, every time I finish a hard knock episode, that's the next thing that comes up on my uh, watch this list. I'm like, nope, I ain't watching this dysfunction. <laughs> I'm not watching this. Uh, but yeah, right, let's, uh, what about let's go, what, let's huh? go Cincinnati? What about Joe Burrow? Obviously, you know, last year he had the appendicitis, <laughs> or no, he had mono, right? Whatever, he had mono. <laughs> he had mono. He had am, mono. I, am I tripping? No, who had mono? Was it him or was it Zach Wilson? It was Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. So he had appendicitis. No, it was Sam Darnold had mono. Sam, Sam Darnold. Had mono. I knew it was a Jet. I knew it was a it was a franchise that been you know, a little off. Browns are the Jets. I was like, it's mono. But he had appendicitis. Came. I mean, he came back and he did well. 
He's had a torn ACL, came back and made the Super Bowl. Like he does do a good job overcoming his the things that happened Adversity, to him. Yes. But at the same time, they still haven't protected. Now they finally look like they've addressed the offensive line. So maybe he's he can be protected. But the, that day that he popped his Achilles, he was already wearing a sleeve on that leg. So something tells me that something is probably like Kevin Durant has not been the same since 2019 Golden State. Since they rushed him back, he's not been the same. Like the dude slips on the floor on a, in a during uh during uh warm-ups for basketball and, and his ankle's done for a month. So I feel like everything is like all that shit is connected. So I wanna I wanna I, I wanna assume that Joe Burrow's gonna be fine. But what do you think? You know, was is go is do you, what do you think about the championship window for the Bengals right now? Because Joe's due, Justin Herbert got paid. Joe's due for a contract. They've, I've heard already rumors that T Higgins is going to be probably get traded because they can't afford him. They got Jamar Chase. They got um uh, uh Boyd. They got uh what's his other? They got they got uh, Mixon that they gave a little bit of money to. Obviously, they have the quarterback. So where is where are you with their cha- championship window? I, I think the, the championship window for the Bengals is kind of like when Ocho Cinco was there. You know how like we were always high on how the Bengals were so good yeah. that I used to love that team. Oh, I loved it too. I love yeah. the quarterback. I love Carson Palmer. I love TJ Chad's Chad my favorite football Chad player. Is, Chad's my boy, man. I have such a great Chad Ocho Cinco. I love that man to death. I wish I had his oh you have that story. I wish I had a jersey, bro. Yeah, I, I got to get one. Um <clears throat> You know, they they had a good team and they put together. And, and that's what's kind of giving me the same vibe with this team is that's I, I think the court what they've what they've done, kind of like the Bengals did then, address the quarterback of the future for a very long time. And historically the, the Bengals stick with the guy for a good they draft well. They you know they hit gold with Carson Palmer. who's your mama, Chad they, Johnson. I'm talking about quarterbacks. I'm like, just thinking, they, but think about the weapons that Carson Palmer had. Yeah, he had weapons. I mean, even and when it, Joe he, Burrow's got weapons, when Andy Dalton was there, he had AJ Green. I yeah, mean, he was exactly. Green. They he always was, have weapons. Yeah, but they just just like Cleveland, I always feel like something is just. Yeah, they never awful. addressed the defense. They never addressed it. The, the The reason I think the Bengals, my argument for the Bengals winning the Super Bowl this year, if they could win it, they got rid of Eli Apple. You got rid of Eli Apple. That was put the him Tyree Hill of all people. Yeah, of all people, he got to go get burnt by Tyree Hill every practice. <laughs> but, but I, I think the window for the Bengals is closed now. The quarterback situation and the weapons situation, like they're going to take care of. We all know they're going to take care of Joe Burrow. They'd be dumb not to take care of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And I think Jamar Chase is when it's up, when he's eligible, he's going to get his money too. If he, yeah, of course, they they, the they they drafted the T Higgins in the second round, although it was the first pick of the second round. They went top. They went with top six on, on Jamar Chase. What was the top five? Whatever it was they went early with him. So, yeah, <laughs> so, I I think I think the window is starting to close. They they went and got a great player in Orlando Brown to to beef up that O line. Uh, they went and got uh, Irv Smith, who I thought was going to make a leap last year. Irv? He was doing it until until he got hurt. Um, I I think he could make a leap this year. I I think playing with a good quarterback. And a young quarterback at that. I'm not. I'm not. I. You know, I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. Mm-hmm. I thought Kirk Cousins was doing right by him and turning him into uh, a target on the team. But I think now playing with a younger quarterback and someone you have some kind of camaraderie with, you're gonna you're gonna be pretty pretty um, sustainable in that offense. Just but, hey, real quick, T. Higgins is, is is due to become a free agent next year. So, yeah, 
contract year fantasy yeah, option? Maybe. Yeah. But I, I think the thing that they just don't address ever is the defense. They just throw guys out there and hope that they play. I don't remember. The year they made they... the Super Bowl, it looked a little better. It looked yeah. a little better. Yeah. It did. It did. But those guys were playing their hearts out. I, I get that in the Super Bowl as opposed mm-hmm. to laying down. I mean, shit, Eli I, Apple I, was even trying. Yeah, <laughs> getting burnt. But I just think the window is closing for them slowly. I'm not taking anything away that they can't reopen that window again because mm-hmm. I think if they address certain pieces, they'll be back in contention. Bringing back Joe Mixon's a big thing, too. Because we some, I'm looking at the on. defense. They got some – I mean, they got Dax the Hill, go blue. I like that. They got um Awuzie, you know, sometimes he shows up. Cam Taylor Britt, a young guy, Sidney Jones. Like they got Mike Hilton. Like they got they got outside weapons. And then when we look at their uh like the DNs of the D line, they got the one guy, the Hubbard and Hendrickson. I know I can trust them. I know every year they go and Miles Murphy now too. They got Miles Murphy now. So yeah. They're question marks. The guys that that are rookies are question marks right now because they also have DJ Reader. They have Joseph Asai. I mean, they BJ Hill still there. They they've definitely addressed a lot from a defense. It's okay. It's, it it doesn't scare me though. Like only person on defense that really scares me is is Hendrickson. That guy single handedly watching get like Hubbard. Yeah. Hubbard be making like real timely plays. He 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 compliments him very well. Yeah. It, it's it's almost Bill Belichick like liking where the two white guys up front just sacking right. dudes. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one that said it, but <laughs> a white wide receiver just entered free agency. Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's on the phone with the agent yesterday. <laughs> oh man, Logan Wilson's their their uh yeah. How do you yeah. feel about him? Tell me tell me what you feel about him. Cause I think I think the window I think it's slowly closing. What but so I, how long do you think the window's gonna be open for? Just just so I know. Let me hear that. Oh man, if they if they can find a way to bring back T. Higgins, pay Joe Burrow, and then pay what's his face next year, uh Jamar Chase, I think it can it can still stay slightly cracked and be competitive. The problem is that T. Higgins is too good for the money they then for the money they don't have to pay him. I so agree. I gotta see what's up with that, right? Now, as far let's just kind of just speak, I'll just say like real from a 2023 standpoint, right? Because to me, again, T. Higgins is about to be a free agent. So 2023 is a very important year for them to see if they try to go all in. Well, you know, we'll see what, what's up with that. But first of all, I think Joe Burrow strikes me as the type of guy that will take less money. I I agree. And if that's what it takes to keep T. Higgins and they're able to pull that off, like Tom Brady was doing for years, if they're able to – because Cincinnati, look, man, the way guaranteed contracts work, y'all, whatever they guarantee you, they gotta have that money in hand, ready to go to pay you that 136 million, 226. They gotta got that shit in the bank account ready to get that shit to you now. Uh, because that's like an upfront check that you get or whatever. So however that shit, however it's it, they don't give you the whole contract, the whole guarantee, but it has to be, I forgot what the word is, uh, but it, it has to be you have to prove that you're able to pay that. You know what I mean? Like if the world comes to an end and you gotta pay the money tomorrow, they gotta make sure that you have it. So and Cincinnati has never been a team. No, they they've been voted year after year for having the worst facilities, rats in the bathroom. You know they got a, they got an old ass stadium. So I don't even know they what kind of money they got going on over there. So I think Joe Burrow, if he is like like you know people like already want to compare him to Tom Brady off the rip. So if he is like Tom Brady, he does decide to take less money year in and year out, and or do it the Patrick Mahomes route. 
say do like a long ass deal that's worth so and so amount of money, but it it it, it counts a lot less against you for the cap. Then they're always going to be in the money because as long as Joe Burrow is not tearing shit up and 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 the, and the offensive lineman fight, like think about it, Tom Brady, his whole career has always had a good offensive line, and the years that he did it, it showed, <laughs> it showed vividly. And Joe Burrow, I'm not, he's not unathletic, but he is holds on to the football a lot longer than he should sometimes, and he gets sacked. And if he's going to continue to get sacked. That will close the window quickly, and he better. They better not rush him back with his Achilles. But I understand why they would, because the AFC is competitive. There's like 10, 11 teams that can be in the playoffs right now. You know what I mean? So it, it's 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 really, you know, it's going to be a very weird situation how they how they decide to approach it. But I don't think the window is closed when you have the quarterback. Like no matter what. Tom Brady had Randy Moss, he had Julian Edelman, he had Wes Welker, he had Chris Hogan, Tim Brown, whatever you want. He was going to Super Bowls because they have Tom Brady and the infrastructure was good. What Cincinnati needs to work, work you know, figure out is they need to get their infrastructure good. And then everything around Joe Burrow will always work out. Because as long as you have him, I fear nothing. Shannon Sharp was on a on a uh on a uh, rant, not a rant, a, a sermon talking about LeBron James. He was like height 6'9", weight 250, born in Gloria James in Akron, Ohio. And he said, as long as I have him, I fear nothing. LeBron goes to Cleveland, they fear nothing. Miami, they, like, they, when you have that guy, Patrick Mahomes, I, what was, they said, they took Tyreek Hill away from him and he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Their offense got better. <laughs> like, if you, if you got that kind of Think about you. They proved they proved us. Remember when they were like one and four, like one season, and they went to the Super Bowl that year. We were like, shit. We this, this out of him, but like you, you can't doubt the man. The man's amazing. I mean, so. you got that guy. So I and I do look at Joe. I mean, you know, from that LSU year, ever since then, I was like, oh, he he really hit. <laughs> I know he had a lot of talent. Think about it. Mac Jones had a lot of time, talent in college. I know last week we talked about Mac Jones versus Dale Jones. Matt Jones had a lot of college and, and a lot of uh, talent on that uh, championship team, right? And it's been a little bit hard for him to kind of translate that to the NFL because they haven't put talent around him still. Joe Burrow's had talent since he got to uh, uh, Cincinnati. So, like, they've made a point. Like, you're going to have some weapons around you. Don't worry. We're going to give you a college teammate for crying out loud. We, we don't give a damn. So I give him a lot of credit for, for, for making sure that he feels comfortable. So – the infrastructure seems like it might be getting a little bit better. So it, it, to me, as long as they keep the infrastructure right and you got Joe Burrow, the window would never be closed. But we are talking about Cincinnati. Like Ohio, Michigan, uh, those professional sports teams, but the Pistons haven't been good in a while. <laughs> the Cavaliers are kind of hot and cold. It's just how it is, bro. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, and then – Steelers. Uh, just real quick, obviously, you know how we feel about Mike Tomlin, and no matter what you think about him, he's always going to be successful. So, stop doubting that man. But you know, year two, year two, right? With Kenny Pickett, um, I'm really loving that relationship that he has with George Pickens. I don't know what they smoke together or eat together, or <laughs> I don't know where they play. They probably play Call of Duty together. Their relationship, you can just see it on the field. Even in the preseason, like, oh, these boys might be these boys really like are are, are together. And then Deontay Johnson is, is is still a good receiver, and their defense is really good. So, in a very competitive AFC North and AFC in general, 
do you think Mike Tomlin has enough to compete with the big boys? Oh, yeah. I never Even with Kenny him. Pickett? Because we're talking about Joe Burrow. We're I talking know. about Deshaun Watson. I, I think it's year two for Pickett. I think he got his dose of the NFL. Um, I'm glad they didn't throw him into the fire right away. They uh, put Trubisky out there first and saw it wasn't working. They were like, hey, is he kid. still in Pittsburgh? Where is he at? Yeah, he's a backup. He got like a three-year deal. Oh, no. Um, but I, I think I, I think Kenny Pickett, I, I look I look at him, he's pretty mature. I, I, yeah, I want he him mature. He looks like it. Yeah. And he's from Pitt. It's it's like a, a homecoming for him. So the transition is a lot less strenuous on a player. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I think the defense is just that much better than the offense that they can win games too. They don't have to rely on Kenny Pickett to be like a Joe Burrow or a Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson, just hit your targets. Make the right plays, make the right throws. I just trust Mike Tomlin. And and I'm praying Najee Harris, you know, makes a leap again, man. I said it last year. I thought he was gonna make it. It was like subtle. He turned on at the end of the year, but I want to see what I saw at Alabama, man. Like I've been high on this kid for so long. But also Steelers offense, their or offensive line is not as good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be like a very like great offensive line, and now it's pretty lackluster in my in my books you want to know a fun fact hmm. so that division the quarterbacks ages are 25 26 27 and, and 26 so kenny pickett is literally only a year younger than the rest of those guys so age but that's by the but maturity wise you know how like you know you, you come in the league nowadays in the nba as a one and done you're not as mature as those days you guys go those guys back in the day coming in after four years same thing with college. Like a lot of these, like Stetson Bennett has looked pretty. I was decent. about to say he looked pretty decent in camp. He could, yeah. <laughs> he's looked because he's old. Like so, he's already a little wise. Like Josh Allen, twenty-seven. Lamar, twenty. Like these guys are not that much older than Kenny Pickett. So Kenny's able to not show up and be the youngest guy on the team and then have to lead a group of men. It's like I, I look at Bryce Young when <laughs> watching the Carolina practice and stuff. Not only is he the youngest, he's the smallest. So it's like a. That's a bigger learning curve. Whereas you show up, you 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 already big man on campus. So yeah. You know. <laughs> and getting and getting Patrick Peterson to be a good mentor for Minka mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick and the deep and like the secondary defense is is stand-up. Like that's a guy that reeks of Mike Tomlin to me. I was like, damn, Patrick Peterson on that team like fits perfectly, I think. Not so. to mention them drafting uh, a Porter. Oh, and then gra- grabbing a Steeler Legends kid, which is to me that's beautiful. Like that's I love stories like that. So I'm always, I'm and always. I don't think it was a reach either. I'm like, I thought Porter. They were grading Porter as like the, the second or first, second or third uh, DB off the board. I had him like, yeah, I had him like third. So I'm I'm glad to see that and he's not yeah. with the Bears or something like that. So, so I didn't make you, you. So you think they could compete, right? But if I mean, you had to put your money where your mouth was, would you say they, they can make the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, if you had to put money on it. Yeah, I would. I, I You can't root, root against Mike Tomlin and what he does every year. Exactly. It's hard to, but it, it is. is loaded, man. It's like it is. But if you if if we sit here because we're going to give who we think wins the division, I personally think it's going to be the Ravens this year because I'm expecting Lamar Jackson to go all out with everything and show us why he's worth this money and say, hey, look, I finally got my weapons. It can happen. But if you look at the teams, and yeah, we can carve it up how you want. 
a lot of those guys are going to win nine. I feel like a lot of those teams and those four teams will win at least nine games. Yeah, it's going to be very competitive. Well, we already know Tomlin don't be losing seasons. So. <laughs> we already know that. Exactly. I think, I think to kind of kind of conclude this division, I think Cincinnati gonna win their division because only because Joe Joe Burrow's already hurt. I feel like whenever he got some shit going on, he just be I don't know what he be doing and what kind of weedies he eats. But he just kind of turns on a little another switch, and every year, you know, we talk about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Josh Allen and Josh Allen. And I'm like, what the hell has Josh Allen done? And Joe Burrow has to probably feel kind of slighted, like, yo, fuck, like y'all just put Jalen Hurts ahead of me in the top 100. He just had one year. I'm Joe Burrow, so I think Joe Burrow's gonna have. I think Joe Burrow's gonna have a, 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 a year. If I'm a betting man, I would say Cincinnati wins the division, but I'm just really. High on Lamar Jackson to do well I'll, with it. I'll actually say opposite. I'll put my money on the Ravens because I think I think they should, but I'll put my 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 heart on on Joe Burrow because I'm like Joe Burrow just has that thing about him. Like he's just Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's too new of a love for me right now. He's yeah. still too new for me. Like I, I I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I think he's great. He ain't a flash in the pan. He, he I know he really like that. I think he's great, but it's just like I want one more year and I want them to get you a deep. If you if they give you like like if they would have got Roquan Smith, I'd been like Super Bowl right away. They're going to the Super Bowl right away. Yeah, know? I mean, there's obviously gonna be holes, and you know, I, I'm not saying they go go out and win the Super Bowl, but I think when we look at the end of the regular season, I think they're all gonna be very close in record. I think maybe 12 and five. They might be 12 and five, and the Ravens might be 12 and five, honestly. But they might have the tiebreak. I don't know for whatever reason. I feel like this is a year that they just be like, yeah. Everyone in the division after all the bullshit y'all was talking about, we were my injuries. So, just my 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 point of view on that. But let's move on to the NFC real quick, uh, just to run it down. Uh, um, a Rod's favorite NFC team, Dan Campbell, <laughs> the Lions. Are they going to be worth all the hype? Jordan Love and Justin Fields. You know who's got it better made because you know they're both they're both in very important years in their in their in their lives right now uh, from a football perspective. And then uh, will the Vikings be able to overcome y'all stealing Dalvin Cook? For, how much did y'all pay him? What was the contract? Uh, I don't think it was much. I think it was shoot, like six, look, right? Yeah, I think it was six. So you, you know what pissed me off? As much as I don't mind that we had to lose Miles uh, Sanders, when I looked at his contract today, it was four years, $25 million. We It's six million, $6.2 million a year. I'm like, bro, we couldn't afford that. <laughs> we went, I don't know, but hey, more power to him, but I'm like I, I like I don't think the Vikings were that or broke. They couldn't afford six million dollars to double cook. But hey, he's on a team that can go win a Super Bowl. Um, but with the Vikings, my uh, on the Vikings aspect, are they gonna regret that that loss? So start with uh with your team, Dan Campbell. That's Chicago too. You forgot Chicago too. No, I said Jordan Love and Justin Fields. They're both oh, okay. they're both right. on a very important uh, times of their career. Uh, their career. So all right, all right. Let's start with the Lions. All right. Obviously, you're a closet supporter. Like, you know, sometimes I am too. (laughs) I'm I'm not a closet supporter. I'm just a Dan Campbell fan, man. I love I get it. Brings to football. Why do you think I'm an Alabama fan? I'm a Nick Saban fan. (laughs) I I I I'm I'm truly a fan. I really am. And I I think they're addressing pieces finally. My only my only gripe with them was getting rid of Jamal Williams. That's my only gripe. I know you were real pissed about that. It made no we were sense. We talking about the nerds earlier. <laughs> like, I understand uh, DeAndre Swift. I, I get that one. Like, mm-hmm. that that kind of makes sense because Jamal Williams eclipsed him, 
and you drafted him second round, and he, he was about to have to pay him. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get going younger, and I and getting you know David Montgomery, like it just. I love David. I'm a big David Montgomery fan too. I feel like I'm not. I am. I take Jamal Williams in my sleep. I I would have taken David Montgomery. Just he was on such a shitty team that he had to like be the workhorse every he time. He get hurt again, hurt again, and hurt again. And Jamal he's, Williams stay healthy. He's what's your yeah. best ability availability? Yeah, but Jamal Williams is also like a backup, and then he just kept saying the reason why when he was in when he was in Green Bay, he was a starter. And then they brought in what's the what's the Aaron running Jones. back Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones leapfrogged him. Yeah, and he was but, like okay with that. Just give how him about this though? How, anime and he's good. How about this perspective, right? Um, what's his name? Uh, Montgomery. The reason why Chicago was so cool, like we don't because Khalil Herbert outperformed him every time he he got the lead job every single time. So Montgomery, they, they really? looked at Montgomery like, mm, no, I, I mean I I agree with you. Yeah. I agree, but like you wore that guy his knees into the ground the first two years you wore his knees into the ground the first two. i remember him coming out of college I was like iowa state like they breed weird players like you in got the some athletes that you're showing up and they, iowa got some they got like corn and whatever they put in the you know, corn is like steroids iowa, iowa only breeds iowa only breeds o-line that's it and tight ends as and a late. couple of athletes <laughs> and a couple of, but but iowa state there's yeah. freak athletes from that program at any position yeah, yeah it's, weird. There. it's really but, weird but but my only gripe with the Lions is is the running back room. I think the receiver uh 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 looks you don't like Jameer Gibbs? Huh? You don't like Jameer Gibbs? I do, I do. I want it in my house. If we couldn't get a Bijan, I was like, I'll take Jameer Gibbs then. That's how I felt. But I also feel like that was a reach to get him in the first oh, the round. Reach, yes. But the talent is still there. Like when we when we pull back the curtain and we actually like look at the talent. It's not like it's like me drafting Justin Tucker in the 14th round of my fantasy draft. I know there's two more rounds, but I got the best kicker on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I get it. And everybody has a different necessity, and they probably knew they were gonna move on from these two guys and yeah. go that route. But we what I alluded to was like there's a player of the heart and soul of your team. And I feel like Jamal Williams brought that to the Panthers. I felt we always say we always joke and say he's Dan Cam Dan Campbell's illegitimate son. You know, the, he's just – I felt like that was it. But the team on paper, they've addressed defense. The defense looks a lot better. <clears throat> Aiden Hutchinson is a freak. Go blue, um, bro. He's about to kill it this year, y'all. He's a he freak. Watt. Here he comes. Um, They're young, and it looks good. We we dog um quarterback's name. What's his name? I'm drawing blanks. Goff. With Goff. Jared Goff. But he played pretty well he's last productive. year. He was productive. Played pretty I think well. He, I think we just fell for that Sean how quickly Sean McVay was so willing to go off of him. I think we just follow boy genius. Like if Sean McVay don't want him, he must be trash. But yeah, he was never really trash. He was just not, you know, he's not Tom Brady. He wasn't, mature. That, he wasn't mature enough, I don't he's think. He's pretty good though. <laughs> yeah. He he went to the Super Bowl. He, went, uh, he did. He did he did go there. So um he I just didn't think he was mature enough is, is the way I view it. I think going to Detroit will humble you immediately. You're like, damn, I'm in Detroit now. I watched Barry Sanders last night. I was like, damn. I see, um, I see why you I, retired, my boy. <laughs> I feel like the receiving core got a little bit depleted. No more DJ Chark there. Um, and then my boy got suspended, Jameson. Yeah, Jameson Williams. Six got weeks, suspended. right? Yeah. So – at the end of the day, it's just like Cleveland to me. It's like it's got all the tools to work, but something doesn't smell right there. It's Detroit. 
but yeah. I have more faith in Dan Campbell than I do Kevin Stefanski. So I love me some Dan Campbell, man. Yeah. I mean, and that man is emotional, and Salah and him are very similar in the aspect. Bro, like, I already loved yeah. Salah before. Yeah. This shit's making me love, love Salah even more. Like, I'm, I was but, sitting on my comfort. That's a good man, man. That's a really good But they're man. players' coaches. Like, they yeah. do push ups with the team. Yeah. Even him and Dan Campbell will do push ups. Even with the losing team. Yeah, because they're like, heads. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that from them. But speaking of like Iowa, can you talk about the the receiver room? They did draft Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa, who is pretty solid. That's what I said. Um, they, Iowa breeds tight ends. Yeah. And <laughs> but he is, you know, I, I he's gonna be good. But then uh, Amara St. Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got nothing against that. He's, he's, he's another level of amazing. But yeah, you're right. What do you go to that, school? Huh? Where did he go to school? Where did he go to school? The Trojans. <laughs> the Big Ten the Trojans. <laughs> Not the Pac-12, the Big Ten Trojans. But after that, Denzel Mims, you know about him. Um, Trey Quinn. I like him. Actually, I forgot about that. I like him. He'll do well there. Will he? Yeah. Are we sure? <laughs> Let's, they got Marvin Jones back. They got Josh <laughs> Reynolds, Khalif Raymond. They got, I mean, none of these people. Well. He'll do well. He was just hampered by all the receivers we just kept bringing in and bringing in. He kept getting hurt, unfortunately. But preseason, he shined. When they gave him time to shine, he shined. He's going to be okay. But he's going to have to understand that he's not a two anymore. Yeah. Or a one. When, Jay, when Jameson get back in the locker room, they drafted him number one, 15, right? Like, remember, I was so pissed. They drafted him in 14th, I think it was. Whatever it was. Yeah. Whatever it was. So, yeah. But you're right. You're absolutely right because the hype is is real about them right now. Like everybody's on that train, you know, pushing the Lions, right? And I look say just like you said, man. I look at Cleveland and I look at Detroit. I'm like, some from someone who's lived in Detroit, okay. I, they had the greatest. They had one of the greatest receivers of all time, Calvin Johnson. They had the greatest running back of all time, uh, Barry Sanders, and they have nothing to show for it. Like, how many playoff wins do they have since 1991? Like. Two, one, two. So, and the stink is it never just leaves the organization, no matter who you bring in. So, I do like what they did uh, in the quarterback room, uh, bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. He's a mature, you know, we talk about Jared Goff needs a little bit, you know, to mature a little bit better. Mr. Glasgow, but still a good guy to have. I mean, we're not, ex- they're not bringing you in to go play uh, 16 games. They're bringing you in to go play like those two, three games when Jared Goff gets hurt. And it's like Marvin, it's like Marvin Jones too. Like we remember what you used to do, but now yeah. you're a vocal point on this team. But the other thing that I really like is that they drafted Hendon Hooker. Now we're gonna figure out oh, what's up. Got about that. Exactly. Yeah. Another older quarterback, right? We already know what Jerry Goff can bring you, and we already know Teddy Bridgewater can't stay healthy. But Hendon Hooker gets to learn from Jerry Goff and Teddy Bridgewater while he's not re- required to be the guy. They didn't just draft this dude just to be there. I think Hendon Hooker has a job with his Lions in the next couple of years. So we're talking about windows, right? I don't think the window is open yet, but I think they're starting to put the infrastructure together to get that window open. Like the Bucks did before they got Brady. Like y'all did before I got Rodgers. Like we did um, after we, after our, remember that year was supposed to be uh, the dynasty year when we had Vince Young after that, we went four and twelve. We tore it. We had him say, but you put the pieces. We together. tore the whole shit down. We drafted Lane Johnson and J- uh, Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox, and we built around them. And they've been the the long like you're gonna have Quentin Williams for a long time. 
Uh, I, I got to see who else. But you you look like uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. He's the rock. Um, on the other side, Panay Sewell. He's a rock. Like there's a DJ can't offensive line and defensive line. When you have like can't miss type of talent. They will be there long. They will be there forever. <laughs> I mean, so and Sewell just fell to them. Like that was yeah. ridiculous. So I thought Joe Burrow should have him, and he did. And I was like, damn. Right? So there's definitely good. It's a good pick for the Lions. Exactly. And so there's definitely things in play in place. I just their window is just not open yet. Now, I, as far as winning the division, we'll get to that at the end. But I just don't think the window's open for them to win the division yet. But we'll see. Um, Jordan Love versus Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields, the latter part of last year, started looking like Ohio State Justin Fields again. And this is before DJ Moore walked through that door. And this is before, you know, like the, you know, the hype started to kind of build again because they had the number one pick, which means they were obviously awful. But ever since, ever since like this, the, the, the way they finished last year and they saw the Justin Fields that they drafted that early on, they started to see it. They said, now let's put something around him so he can feel comfortable uh, to really just trust his offense. He, there, there's a, this is a year for him where it's like, all right, we're about to see who Justin Fields really is. On the flip side, everybody, Brett Favre retired and Aaron Rodgers was able to take them, to take the baton and ran with it, right? Uh, so obviously we got however many, we got hella years with Brett Favre. We got hella years with Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about a team that doesn't like to, you know, build through free agency. Like they build through the draft. Like that's what they do. So they they want to trust that Aaron, that Aaron, that that Jordan Love is that guy. Looking at the two situations that they're both in, who do you think is set up better for success? And and who like who do you think? I want to say I don't know player wise or team wise. You can decide how you want to do it. But who do you think has the better season between the two? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bears here. I I really and I and I hope the Packers prove me wrong. I just if you look at what they did in free agency, there's not a single thing they've lost more players than any team in the NFL. That's not what they do. <laughs> no, I know. So, and now they're about to lose. Uh, Bactari is about to come to the Jets. Is what I'm reading. Like they're in talks to try to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, damn, Aaron Rodgers got pulled, bro. Not bro. Tom Brady. Now we see it. Now I see it. Tom Brady was able to get Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. Like, but I think, <laughs> I think it has to do with like not having ownership. Like there's no ownership there and there's no like legency or like loving your players and holding on to those guys. Like Aaron Jones is a great running back. Uh, who's the one behind him? What's his name? The yeah, uh, boy? Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's good too. Like they're both really good running backs and they're, I feel like they're going to have good years because they're going to have to run the ball. Jordan Love is going to have a learning curve. He's going to have to get, camaraderie with these new young receivers he's young so no may- the thing about the young receivers is that he practices with those young receivers so like, yeah. i remember when he came into the play uh to the game last year against us the eagles aaron Rodgers had, uh had to leave whatever i forgot what happened but he got into the game and him and christian watson did not miss the beat and yeah. i saw in the preseason game when he threw that pass to uh dobbs it looked beautiful like he was able to get it right where he wanted to go so I think him and those receivers probably a lot closer than Aaron Rodgers was with them because like, I they think were all so. young together. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and that might be beneficial to him, but mm-hmm. looking at the on the on the opposite side, that defense, there's nothing there that really – you lost to Darius Smith. You, you lost – Not Jair Alexander. 
Yeah, he's only the top three corner. That's, that's the only. That's the only person that I would. I would give props to. Uh, I think they're I a little think, better. I. I don't see it. I. I don't see it. I think. I think that not addressing free agency and getting like pieces in there is foolish. But I also think it's like, hey, let's see what we have, and you know, if not, we do what we always do. We build in the draft, and that's how we do it. I like what the Bears have done this offseason. We've always complained that Justin Fields can't make a throw because Justin Fields has no targets. And they groom every guy every year, Mooney, uh, Allen Robinson. They groom all these guys to be the guy, and then they, they're not it. So you go and get DJ Moore, who I shit on every year, but he's a fantasy stud when you look at it, and he's relevant. He's really he's a, he's an all around good guy. I really don't like that Carolina got got rid of him, but it's mm-hmm. a business. I understand. It's a good guy to go get for your first solid year as being a a throwing quarterback. Now, um, you're putting trust in Herbert. I I like that. I always like Khalil Herbert. Um, I thought he was good. I like him and DJ Montgomery as a tandem of one two. But I understand letting Montgomery go, getting cheaper. I get that. And then they, they got they, they brought in uh, Deontay Foreman from uh, Carolina. Journeyman, but you know he's got a a name. He can do some things, but I think I think that's a good punch. Uh, Herbert to Foreman. they stole Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. <laughs> Tanyan, yeah, that's, they got Cole Komet still. Yeah, it's whatever. Cole Komet, let me see the leap. Finally, I want to see that leap because he's huge. He's ridiculously mm-hmm. big. Uh, you know another person they have that we don't talk about. They got Chase Claypool, and I know he doesn't do anything. You know, like Juju, yes, same I thing. Just like Juju, the same thing. Mentality is probably not there, but talent is definitely there. Um, so I mean, to think about it, to have Darna Mooney, DJ Moore, and and uh, Chase Claypool as your one, two, three, that's not a bad situation to be in. No, it's young, and it's yeah. and it's it is young though. Yeah, it's young, and I I like that. That's one thing that I preaches don't throw these quarterbacks in there with nothing and and fluff up nobody's like and Amara's brother too St. Brown Equinemius yeah. yeah he's he's he, he'll make one big play and he's he'll a St. Brown he's a St. Brown it's in his blood somewhere daddy, daddy was a bodybuilder but I mean <laughs> you're a receiver at this point um I like what they done but they also didn't really address defense either yeah, so I have to say like I'm trying to look at the linebacking cores like if if you had to give me more trust I would give it to Justin Fields only because we've seen him make that leap yeah and now you're giving him weapons so it's kind of like the Lamar Jackson situation for me like okay you're supposed to be this great throwing uh quarterback too we know you can run we definitely saw that now let's see you make some plays to these receivers and hopefully Cole, whatever his name is, makes the jump this year right. at tight end. But if not, you got Tunyon, who's serviceable. I so, like the better. I see it two parts. I think Justin Fields individually has a better season. But the infrastructure that Green Bay always has, because it's not like they've – they one thing I'll give the their, their, their like, uh, good kids and everything like that, he does draft – these pretty well. Like maybe we don't we get mad that he doesn't draft receivers in the first round. You know, not Eric, Stokes. Eric Stokes was definitely not the yeah, guy. Though. He does but. a lot of things unconventionally, but for the most part, he does he does do pretty well um as a drafter. Um the offensive line is always pretty good over there. So they've always I mean that's something that I'm always preaching about as an Eagles fan. I I know firsthand you get an offensive line, you get a Super Bowl. You go to a Super Bowl. It's literally that simple. And I, mean, I think, I think you know, they got Rashawn Gary. 
Um, they got that one kid from from uh from Alabama from last year or Georgia from last year that uh, the linebacker I forgot his name Quay Walker. Um, I like him too. I, I think I think Green Bay is is infrastructurally built properly, and we saw Christian Watson blow up last uh, at, at the end of last year too. I think I don't, I don't think that was just Aaron Rodgers. I think Christian Watson died. He because I remember pre-draft that he was like sneakily a first-round uh, option, and and that was a, a lot of mock drafts had him going in, in in the top twenty-five, top thirty, and so it was. He's obviously has the talent. I think that he's going to be able to take that next step. I think Romeo Dobbs had uh, had a lot of shine last year too until Christian Watson stole it. So I think Romeo Dobbs is going to be able to kind of bring a little bit of something with him as well. You still have the uh, safety blanket of Aaron Jones and uh, Andre Dillon. Aaron Jones is, has been probably one of the more consistent running backs that the league has had uh, from a consistency standpoint. Not I'm saying like, he's not saying he's the best, but from a consistency standpoint, he's I mean he's he's there day in and day out. They drafted uh, Luke Musgrave uh, for, for as tight end. Um, you know, obviously, it's not like the receiver room is is great. You know, they from question. a a lot of question marks. From the receiver room that was already pretty question mark, they already took Alan Lazar from that too. So they took Devontae, they took Lazar, they took Randall Cobb, they took Kumaro. <laughs> so they've taken enough wow. from them. <laughs> so I'm expecting him to be a Jet sometime soon. Right. So I am a little concerned for – that's why I think from statistic-wise – if we yeah. get Kumaro, we definitely win the Super oh, yeah, Bowl. No, that's, that's, that's 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 I'm going to Vegas. When I'm going to Vegas, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> we'll go to Vegas. If, you want to see a happy Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, bring his boy Kumaro back. You see how, sorry to get off topic, but you see the relationship he has with all his former teammates and old, like his older coaches. Like he's calling them fat and stuff. Like Aaron Rodgers, he really do be establishing relationships. That's why Nathaniel Hackett still has a job in the NFL because of single handedly Aaron Rodgers. But uh, back to the point. I think I just think infrastructure wise, Green Bay is a little bit more set up to me to be more successful. Not saying that they're going to go out and win a Super Bowl, but I think they can go win eight nine games this year with Jordan Love, and then they now they start focusing on putting weapons around him next year. Whereas with Chicago, they have Georgia, they have a lot of good pieces, but it still kind of doesn't fit all together yet. And for them to go from the number one overall pick to all automatically that much better than Green Bay, I just don't see it. So. I think Justin Fields individually has a better season, but if I had to pick a team that's going to finish a little bit better, uh, I'm going to pick Green Bay. And then just to wrap it up, you know, obviously, you know, who do you, obviously the Vikings have been pretty consistent, not consistent, but pretty hot and cold as far as winning that division. Um, but without Aaron Rodgers there, they're the, they should be the favorites in my opinion to win that, to win that, uh, that Mine division. Too. So, I'm gonna give mine away right now. I, I I'm picking the Vikings to win that division. Still, I think them drafting another uh, your USC boy, uh, Addison. I think that that you know he's not the biggest guy in the world, but the, being the number two in in um uh, in Minnesota, we saw what Stephon Diggs did with Adam Thielen. We saw what Justin Jefferson did with Adam Thielen, and then what Justin Jefferson did with KJ Osborne. So the the number two is gonna eat. Number two and number three, they're going to find a way to eat because Justin Jefferson is getting the best coverage. He's the best receiver in the league yeah, right the now. tight end, too, Hawkinson, man. And they got T.J. Hawkinson. And they got T.J. Hawkinson. And they got T.J. Hawkinson. So, to me, Minnesota should win that division. Dava Cook, will it hurt? Eh, we'll see. I mean, Mattinson, whenever he gets called up, 225 yards, 165 yards. So, I expect him to kind of just pick up where they left off. But I'm picking the Vikings to win that division. Uh, what you got? 
I would I just went down a real quick rabbit hole on Jordan Jordan Kumaro. Apparently, him and Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa are cousins. He's no also the, yeah, they're cousins, and um, he is the great grandson of Chicago mob boss Tony Accardo. So he's got that in him. He's oh, got he's that got that dog in him for real. Yeah. That's and why Kumaro, Aaron Rodgers needs him around for protection. Kumaro <laughs> earned the nickname Touchdown Jesus because of the long hair the long and the hair. So. And it's funny, he's currently a free agent. So let's see what Rogers hey, he on the couch waiting for the call. <laughs> if he goes, I'm telling you, I'm going yo, to but, make yo. And again, that really you look at Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Randall Cobb, they're like they're like the old uh uncles in the room, they just love each other. There's always they just always smiling with each other. I'm like, damn, what what did you and Randall Cobb got together? <laughs> like, y'all are like the best of friends. <laughs> I, I like that. That's that's good. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great to have though. That's why I like AJ Brown being with us in, in Philly because he's a definitely a friend of Jalen Hurts. But too. I I I Dalvin Cook. I'm a little torn by it, but obviously he's on my team, so I'm not that torn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he best availability is availability. So he's or best ability is availability, and he's always getting hurt at the wrong times. And they have to rely on somebody else. And O'Donnell doesn't really address the defense like he should, but he has the right pieces to be successful there. Although I keep hearing like so many of those defensive players' names being thrown out as potential cuts or trade targets or this, this, and that every year. They, I'm just, if I was a Vikings fan, we held on to Daniel Hunter. That's what I would be like, all right, you know, how like Quentin Williams, Daniel Hunter is one of them. So, you don't want to just lose somebody like that. So I think it was a I'm I'm happy for them if I yeah. was a Vikings fan that they kept on. But I always hear I always hear his name as a possible cut or a trade piece or something Not like Daniel. that. Not <laughs> Daniel. They just I, paid I, him. They just paid him. I know. Um, I just always hear that, but I, I forgot that they paid him. So yeah, I get that. Eric Kendricks is like another one I always hear like he's a potential cut candy. I'm like, dude, that guy's like all over the field for you. And then Harrison Smith is he's you know, still I there? White boys. I like white boys in the secondary. But watch, it. Yo, but you know there's a there's a white corner in the league now, like cornerback. Yeah, I know. I think he plays for Cleveland or Cincinnati, something like that. It was one that played for um, uh, Kansas City, and he got burnt and he disappeared. Well, there's another one that just got drafted, so yeah. I, I'm yeah. gonna be watching his tape. <laughs> I'll watch it too, man. Um, but I like what the the Vikings are doing. They they've got the right piece. They've got a great O line, and they've got great weapons at all pieces the, the running back room you know is is a half a question mark to me because we know when alex is called he's going to go out there and do what he needs to do um the problem I, is what if he gets hurt yeah exactly what's behind and it's that. like what the hell we got we got Ngangu and a lot of nobodies yeah i i think when cuts happen teams will make the necessary needs to pick up other players and i think that'll facilitate and, and finish up rosters but if if we had to pick a winner for this division, it's definitely the Vikings. They, as as much as they're so you're deep, rock with Detroit. No, I'm I'm gonna stick with the Vikings. There's something missing there still, and I I want to see them take that leap. I just don't like Jamal Williams not being there. That's that's just personal for me. I feel like that was like you ripped the heart out of this team yeah. after what I had to watch on Hard Knocks and his emotional speeches and how yeah. funny he is and yeah like yeah he was he was a leader in that locker room for sure. Yeah. He was a leader as a backup at that. Yeah, as a backup too. But <laughs> annoyingly enough and funny enough, 
how we drafted Jalen Rager's bum ass, my bad, Jalen Rager, over mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Now he's in Minnesota and he's having a pretty decent camp, pretty decent yeah. preseason. I'm like, you gotta be dead. You gotta be kidding me. They, they fleeced us twice. <laughs> I think that's on. I think that's on the player more than you. I think. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, he. Yeah, I think there was way too much pressure on him in Philly, especially when you get drafted right before Justin Jefferson. He never had a chance in Philly. I think now he's able to kind of just relax. He might actually become something, you know, something a little bit more than what they expect. So their receiver room, I mean, with Osborne and Addison and him as a one-two-three option for, and then you got to deal with Justin Jefferson. Oh yeah, and Hawkinson. Oh yeah, it's gonna be problems. And if you watch the quarterback show on Netflix. You can't hate Kirk Cousins, man. He's a good man. Yeah, man. That's a he's good a, man right there. <laughs> that, that's, that's a man good that's man. <laughs> like what's the what's the men's warehouse? That's literally their spokesperson right there. You're gonna like no, that's like that's Kmart. Like that. <laughs> that's Kmart. It's a good man. <laughs> it's a very good man. All right. All right. I, so got, I got, I got we both got the Vikings, and then uh for the north, you go Ravens, I got Bengals. And this is rare for me to ever pick the Bengals over the Ravens every I year. Know. We do this every year. I pick the Ravens, right? I'm so just, I'm one, just going by what we speak every year, and like it's finally happened. So this like is I the year the Ravens are going to win the division. Watch, <laughs> they have to now, otherwise it's a fucking joke on us, right? Right. But I'm going Bengals though. Leave me alone. All right, real quick. Uh, obviously, we we still want stay tuned, Michael Orr. We got some shit to talk about there. But before we get to that. This is a this is an opportunity. The reason why I started the show is saying that I'm becoming a free agent and possibly leaving uh, the Philadelphia 76ers to uh, to a very small pocket of my life, so they don't cause the stress that they cause me anymore. James Harden is in uh, was in, Ch- in China for Adidas camp, and on camera, I know I'm, I would not play. You know, Darmore is a liar, and I would not play for a team that he's uh, he is on or whatever, right? And he, not only did he say, he doubled down and said it again. And I watched that. I watched him say it in three different camera angles at least 20 it times each. And every time it kept stinging me deeper and deeper and deeper. Make matters worse. The guy who identifies with the process takes down processing from his uh, Twitter handle. I mean, his, his Twitter bio or Instagram bio, whatever, and takes Philadelphia off his location. And we know these days, we gotta read into social media because, you know, if if a chick deletes all the pictures of her of her man's that they used to be together, now you know, oh, she deleted all the pictures. I'm about to go try to shoot my shot. Where when a dude takes down Philadelphia from his from his uh from his bio, if I'm Miami, I'm like, Yo, what's up? What's popping, my my dude? So right now, I look at that management and it's it's it's, it's a mess. And I remember when Darren Mori was, I did not want anything to do with Darren Mori. I was like, he's gonna bring all that bullshit analytics. He's gonna bring all his Houston boys. And what did he do? He did exactly that. And even his his boy boy, James Harden, Daryl Morey every year be talking about James Harden like he's better than Michael Jordan. Every single year. He's like, oh, we got the best shooting guard ever since he always brings up all these next level statistics that I don't give a shit about. And he brings him over. James Harden takes less money in good faith. And I don't know what the hell's going on behind closed doors. It, it's it's a nightmare over there, and it, the the dysfunction of Philly is continuing. Trust the process didn't work. The Colangelo years didn't work. Now the uh these these this era is not working. We kept Tobias over Jimmy Butler. We you know we Ben Simmons we failed that project. Markel Fultz we failed. We have literally failed 
every single player that we have drafted. Three, three, so three centers, three centers, and Jaleel Okafor, uh, uh, one of, one of the Grant well, brothers, well. bro, Douglas Noel. Like we have literally failed in every aspect of our of our entire being right now. And I and I look at Maxi, and I that's my favorite player on the team, one of my favorite players in the NBA. If I'm his agent, I'm picking up the phone, just checking, like, yo, I don't know if I want my player to be here. Because I don't want to ruin what he's got going for him. Like, he is ready to take that step, especially if James Harden is not there and he has to be in control of the ball a lot more. He's ready to take that step. The city of Philadelphia, I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers are not on the same page of wherever Tyrese Maxey is at. So uh, I think James Harden kind of did a lot of these players in favor by by calling out Daryl Morey because now they all probably, you know, players, they talk. You know, they, he, you know, Joel B called him like, yo, what you, what you talking about? And, you know, Doc Rivers situation, it's just been, it's just been one bad bullshit after another. So from my perspective, we talk, you know, we talk about championship windows today. Now, the name of this pod, this episode is going to do something with championship. We're going to figure it out because windows is being closed. But anyway, our championship window being closed, in my opinion. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen with the situation. Obviously, it's a bad look for Maury. And then Harden, once again, is still de- doing James Harden things, right? So what has been your whole take on, on this whole situation as an outsider? I mean, as an outsider, I mean, I agree with you on your window closing and management just not properly um, running the team. And, and it's it's what I preach to you all the time about the NBA and honestly I think it's just becoming a diva show is what I can't stand about the NBA it's just a bunch of divas who are getting paid a lot of money to play the sport that they love and there's some kind of stupid gripe and they're gonna bitch and complain about it era when Michael Jordan retired a lot of people were like I don't want to watch the NBA anymore right for me when LeBron retires I'm gonna be struggling because I'm gonna be struggling This, I mean, James Harden is. This is going into year fourteen for him, so he's he's been around the block. But these younger players are just, I just don't think they handle things well. I think they see a camera and and they project whatever they want right there. They don't got vets no more. But also, you know, shame on Daryl Morey for giving all this power to James Harden just for him to disappear in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Every single year. the greatest shooting guard of all time, the second coming of Jordan, you know, whatever you want to call him. But James Harden is not the same James Harden we got in Houston. That's not the same guy that we got. And these analytical approaches, it works for some teams, but it's the same thing when we play. You want to play that money ball game, it'll win you games. It ain't going to win you championships. And I just don't think James Harden is a – James Harden is slowly becoming like public enemy number one for me on everything that he demands, wants – and, and how he approaches it when he wants it. Yes, exactly. Let me get fat on purpose. Let me. I I respect yeah. his. I respect him as a his game, his player like he is. But he's a shell of himself. He's a shell of himself. Like Kyrie Kyrie Irving will always be player number one that I hate the most. Like I truly hate Kyrie. I don't care what you he forgive does. him. I'm gonna make you forgive him soon. I hope so. I hope you, so. you came around on OBJ. So. No, I did. I did. I did. And I hope to come around on on all of these people. Like I I want to like. Like you'll never change my opinion of Kevin Durant. I respect his game, but he's a pure snake. There's no, there's, there's no. You can, my next chapter, he's 
He got a little snake in him. <laughs> if, if Kevin Durant wants my uh, uh my appreciation, he'll go play for Cleveland or not Cleveland, um Detroit and fucking bring them back up. Like that's what I said LeBron should have did. He said it like let me come save y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kevin Durant ain't coming to save oh, the Kevin Clippers. Durant, Kevin Durant says, Y'all need one more? I'm there. I got you. But James Harden y'all got like, downs. Let me hop on that. <laughs> so James Harden, like, there's so many stories about him. And, you know, we're not in the media. We don't know. We can only go by what the media says and, and run with it. Like, yeah, he goes to strip clubs and does all that. And it's it's reported from, like, three or four people. You know, these are credible sources. But, like, giving this man all this – it's like Paul George. If if I hear Paul George's name one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. He's having a I, summer of his life. Everybody yeah. think he's a goat now. <laughs> <laughs> these kids and why they like him so much i don't understand I, he's listen even playing with paul george on 2k he's a dog on 2k i'm telling you so no i know i feel like be, on 2k that might have to be something there. I, that, that, that just might be it they just like he's play a with dog him. on 2k bro he's an athletic <laughs> shooting guard but like he hasn't accomplished anything he's never sniffed the finals he's never won an mvps Glorified all star. Literally, none of that. I'm not sure if he's ever been all NBA first team. I'm not sure if he's done that. He has. I don't know about first team because you would have to beat out LeBron James. <laughs> I would think. I would think he is once because he was an MVP candidate with Oklahoma City. Look it up. I'm curious. That might have been second team still, but I, I got yeah. you. Regardless, I don't think he's ever accomplished anything that you're like, damn. But anyways, we're off the topic. James Harden is just a big baby in my opinion, and I think he's doing his best Kyrie Irving impression right now to tear down an organization that's trying to be contending to try to rebuild he did it but yeah like he got me to be pissed off <laughs> yeah i i i mean i trust me i've been a knicks fan for a long time and i've seen it all i happen. feel for y'all bro i i it's you know from wow watching... one yep 2019 all nba first team exactly. five all nba third teams and go one... out first round just to go out first round by damn damian lillard oh. did that to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Damian Lillard is like we don't talk about him enough, and then and then when we do talk about him, we want to throw him. He's an enemy him. now. He's the enemy, so we got to talk about him. Like I don't think he's approaching it in a baby antic. I think like accept the trade if it happens and don't piss and moan about it. And I think Dame will do that. But he's telling you, you asked me, this is where I want to go. And James Harden, I got I, something to say real quick. Don't, don't they consider ahead. Paul George as this amazing uh, defensive player? He only has four all NBA defensive teams. LeBron got more. Well, Kobe cares. got way more. Like, what, what are we talking about? Bro, who cares about Paul George, bro? My bad. Like, my bad. A fuck the about my bad. Yeah, I know, but it, it's just like the comparison. What I was trying to say is like, we give these players, Kawhi Leonard's, Paul George's, James Harden, all this power, and it's too much power. Yes, make them, make them available to be talked to when we're doing free agency. Hey, Who's a player you think you play well with? Let's try and pursue that guy in free agency. Hey, you know, we we need a small forward. Who do you think would be good for this team? Things like that. I mean, yes, leave it up to management to make the final decision. But, you know, take a poll from your players. Take a poll like you do and in, in, it work. They take polls from you all the time about stuff. But giving this man a jet and say, you can go do whatever you want. You can go hang out with a little baby and then show up to a game tomorrow at, at you know, 4 o'clock and you're getting in the gym at 3.30, like, you know where you don't see that at? You don't see that in Milwaukee, and you don't see that in Denver. And who are our, our most recent champions? You know what I mean? Like, I think the while these teams like Denver and Milwaukee start winning more and more championships, we're going to start seeing the old way of doing things come back because they're going to realize the only player 
in the history of the NBA who has been able to have to make this shit work is LeBron James, where he's able to actually do all the shit that he's been doing, right? Where he is the GM, the coach, the player. There's nobody else who's been able to do it. Kevin Durant did not do that. He went to a team that whooped his ass and just all he did was hoop. <laughs> like what he likes to do, just hoop. Outside of that, and that's the that's the second closest. Outside of that, Paul George has done shit. Like, Kawhi has done shit. Honest, let's be honest. Does Harden. James Harden scare you anymore? Does James Harden scare you anymore? No, God, no. I, I, no. no, absolutely not. He'll get hot one game and then drop seven points the next game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's 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 turned more into a, a better passer. I'll give him that. He's always been a good passer, but now well, because like of, he is now, no, no, no. Like he, his no. passing game in Houston was really good. It, the point, the problem was that he was scoring thirty five. Now he's only yeah. scoring seventeen, so it looks better. <laughs> yeah, ex- well, I mean, he was leading. He led the league in assists, so that's yeah. that's a a plus for him. He wasn't top five in assists when he was in Houston. Yes, he was distributing the ball. Oh, I don't want to bet. I, I might be wrong on that. I don't. I don't. I'm not big on stats. I'll tell you where they went to college, but oh yeah, done that one in a while. I know, but he. I don't know if you're if you're like a. I don't know if you're like a Giannis and this is going on with you. I could understand that. If you're like a Jason Tatum and and you know Boston behind the scenes is pulling some weird strings and it's not rubbing you the right way and. I could see that, but James Harden, bro, you're about three years to be out of the NBA. Like, shut the hell up. Play. I'm, I hate saying this, you know, not shut up and dribble, but shut up, man. You just want a platform to piss off your fucking organization and destroy it. The fans don't like you. I know that the fans don't like you. They want more from you, and you're not giving them your all. You're too worried about fashion and going to Italy and hanging out with little baby and going to the strip clubs and eating 19 cheeseburgers and showing up way overweight and be like, I bet I'll get skinny. And, and you do, but, and your hair looks gross. Anybody can put on a, a, a sauna jacket and sit in the sauna. And... Yeah. Your, your hair looks gross now and you, you have no style. I'm sorry. I yo, used to, yo. I, I used to love James Harden. 20, so much. 20, 2016, 2017 average 11.2 assist a game. Okay. I stand correct. He's averaged over 10 assists a game four years in a row now. He's All a right. good passer. Bro. I'll give. I'll give it to him. Yeah, I know he is. I know he's a good passer. But I just, I don't like his work ethic, his work ethics, and off-court antics that relate to basketball. Like, I don't think the platform for you to go to China and do a showcase with Adidas is to call out but your. That's yeah, that you want to talk about time and place? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, what are we doing? And I, I feel bad for you because this is this was or is still your team, and you're looking to go somewhere else you know i well the only way that i can tell the only thing that i can tell you is root for players you like if you're in that because when i was a jets fan way way back we couldn't figure this shit out for a while i just rooted for players i like i just watched find the next my iverson and my lebron i ain't got nobody i thought it was gonna be ja he keeps pissing me off I was like, maybe Luca, but I'm like he's just uh, sometimes he just does like Giannis you like Giannis I like Giannis but like Okay, we'll see. I'm done with the NBA because we got to get to this. I just want to wrap this shit up with uh, blindsided. Now, I want I want to give I want to give my my players tribute article that I, I this this my background right now has a lot of meaning right now. So if I would have wrote a players tribute when I watched that that Michael Orr movie right uh, with Sandra Bullock, who I love Sandra Bullock, like I she's one of, like I have a lot of Hollywood wives. She is one of my Hollywood wives. I loved her forever. So 
it's not her fault. <laughs> it's not her fault. And she's starting to get dragged by the media because she played a part and won an Oscar for it. It's not her fault that the person that she played was a piece of shit. Leanne Tuhoy. Who the hell? So, little backstory. If you don't, if you've never watched the movie, that's crazy. Um, they do. Uh, they live in what Mississippi or something like that. He, his, his parents are this and that, and he's you know he's by himself. Oh, they're from, they're from Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Can you give me the give the give the fans the backstory, and I'll, I'm gonna pick it up from from a certain spot. Give the fans the backstory. You tell that better. Um. So Michael Orr was supposedly uh homeless or just wasn't given opportunity by his family. Drug infested community. Well, you know, woohoo, sad story. Black the American. normal what happens yeah. in black neighborhoods when they're un- yeah. when they're red and, line and red and tape and I know. This family took him in and supposedly adopted him. And the big problem was that did I think Tennessee wanted to recruit him. I think it was Tennessee. What do you go to college? I don't Ole know. Miss. Ole Miss. He went to Ole Miss? Yes. Then his or then Mississippi his, State. Hold up. No, no. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Look it up. Look it up. So it was Ole Miss. So the though that family they're like boosters for Ole Miss as it is. I think they're boosters for Tennessee. I thought no, it was. I think they're boosters for Ole Miss because like they were the reason they were able to get Michael Orr to go to um, Ole Miss because of their influence on getting that done. So they tricked him into thinking that he got adopted, where in reality they, he got that Britney Spears shit, where he signed his conservatorship, however you say that word over to them so they made buku money off of this movie over of this story off of all his shit that he was doing and meanwhile all of it was was it was, was a lot it was all it was all yeah. a hoax because they they made i mean they got they got lamborghinis and bentley's and shit they be going on ski trips and all this crazy shit they, they came they look like this great american hope and they came and they, they saved Michael Orr from the from the gangs. And it was, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And yes, they did look after him and they got him into college, which is fantastic. Um, but it was all it was all tricky. It was all ulterior motives. It was all, I mean, even like Hugh Freeze was the coach of that of that uh uh high school team. Hugh Freeze. Look at him now. My dog out here making hella money doing uh head coaching and big in schools and all that shit. So the whole it's it's a messy situation that rubbed me the wrong way because when I watched that movie first, the way they depicted Michael Orr, you would think he was you know like uh, dumb as shit, handicapped. No, not even just dumb. Like he had like a mental issue. Like he wasn't able to comprehend. They made it look so weak and like I know he was a little shy, but they made it look like he was a, like a dope. And even Michael Orr, when the movie came out, he was like, I hate how they how they uh perceive me in that aspect, right? And so that happens. And when I watched that movie. Everybody was crying. Oh, it's so great. Oh, Oscar. And I was like, I don't like this shit, bro. This shit made me feel... No, I didn't like it either. It made me feel so uncomfortable because something just always felt off. I'm like, this don't Sandra, seem genuine to me at all. Sandra, at all. I know. Sandra Sandra Bullock's character was like pretty like badass. Yeah, but she's a dog, was, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but that's I guarantee you that's not how this lady was. I, I'm, I know, will say, she is, she's badass. I will give her... I know she's badass because... You know how like some southern women they just be just they put they just put on their cape 
and they just be running through shit. Like they just know what the hell they don't give a damn when nobody says she's got that spice about her. So obviously she was able to kind of get her foot in wherever, you know, uh, LSU's basketball coach, uh, the one that just won the championship, uh, the girl, uh, I forgot her name that came from Baylor. She got that yeah. kind of swag to her too. That little Southern, uh, you know, I don't bother me. I'm about to, you know, mess this whole thing up. So she got that going for her, but how much love does she really have for Michael Orr? How much love did this family like? Did they really love this kid like that? Or were they, they were just kind of waiting on the paycheck start coming in the movie deal? Like Michael Orr ain't get no money from that movie deal. He ain't got he ain't got nothing from the movie deal. That movie what, made three hundred million dollars and won uh, won Oscars. Michael Orr ain't got nothing to show for it, and it's his story, his name, image, and likeness, his nil deal. They were they probably took his nil. You know they were giving money back to kids back then too. It was just the McDonald's bags. I bet you he was probably trying to get, they probably try to pay him under the table, but because they had a conservatorship, who was really getting that money? Britney Spears was not getting her own money. Her Britney Spears. We're talking about Britney Spears. If she wasn't getting her money, you think Michael Orr was getting his money from her, from his fake parents? Come on now. So the whole thing, man, really just rubbed me the wrong way. And after after that report came out and kind of just confirmed how I was feeling about everything, though I feel it made me so sick that I'm like. I don't know, man. I'm I'm sick over the whole thing, but uh, I mean, I, what what like what do you what would you say like what kind of conclusion would you draw from that or or what what have you how has it made you feel with everything? I mean, there's two sides to every story too. If you want to play devil's advocate on yeah. things, so I mean, I know that the, the Tui family clapped back and said all of that was not true. Which and I'm real quick. There was a uh, Michael Orr has been accused of repeatedly attempting to shake down the couple for fifteen billion dollars. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, does that change anything for you? No, it it doesn't. I I look at it as like, you know, white America going into trying to, you know, fucking make a beautiful story of something and profiteer off of it, man. So. You ever watch like uh Fox News or whatever, and you know how like uh what's not to, but I know it's all a joke. Yeah, right I know. But my, what's that running back name that ran for uh governor and, and, and oh, Herschel uh, Walker? Herschel Walker. But they was, oh, we love you, Herschel, so much. Oh, oh, they were all in love with him. The moment he didn't win governor, I have not heard his name since. They have not talked about him, shown him any kind of like they shut that door quick, and that's that's that feeling that I start to feel like they just use you as a prop. They ain't really like you like that. I like Ben Carson. (laughs) I want to. Here's what I really want to believe: that they wanted to do a good service by doing what they did, and then they saw how really good he is. And the husband, based on the movie, I, I haven't done my research on everything. Like she did, like interior fashion for homes and stuff like that, and he just owned franchises. He just owned franchises. Now they got they got hella hella more franchises now because yeah. they got money they made. Yeah, so they had like Taco Bell and Burger King franchises that they owned, and you know you're gonna make money off of that. I get that, but now you see another thing. If that's the approach that you take, like we can franchise this, we can get some money off of this, and I think the motives changed after that, and it's crazy we're hearing about this like what 10, 15 years later. Like, why didn't this come out in the beginning? That's, that's the other part. That's and really then, interesting to me. And then they also said that they couldn't legally adopt him because he was over 18. But wasn't he at the house since he was like 15 or some shit like that? Or am I tripping? 
I don't know. I think I think they got him in high school is when they got him. So he wasn't 18 when they when they got him. So what I don't know what he signed at what age he signed it though. That's he, it was 2004. It was a 2004 conservatorship. So if he's 37 now, that's but uh 19 years ago, yeah. Oh shit. He was 18. I don't know. This is tricky. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it looks really shitty if they tricked him into saying they can adopt him and he was just signing over his his rights of, you know, his endor or his his image and things like that. But what if Michael Orr is in the wrong then? And then I'm 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 actually an idiot because like I don't because like you said there is two sides to every story and from what I'm seeing here, they got a compelling case themselves too. So I don't know what the hell to believe. It is, but like every this is something that's gonna have to go to court. This is the way that I see it is like at the at the present, I'm siding with Michael Orr on this. Like you're 18, you're supposedly from you know low class community you know, the best things aren't given to you. And this, you know, cookie cutter family pulls you in and is like, hey, we're going to adopt you, sign here so we can be your legal guardians and take you away from your mom and give you all the things that you need to be successful. You think he's going to read that and say, oh, that? No, these people are doing me a service and they're doing me nice. They bought me clothes. They gave me a house. They treat me well. Like, he's thinking that they're on his side. But Somebody in real life, it did. It Somebody probably did. got into his head. Because now I'm reading, I don't know why I haven't read this article yet, and I'm kind of reading it on the side. I may, you know, the media can spin whatever they want to spin. So you can't really read everything with face value. So I could yeah. I could be being tricked on both sides, but after further review, I can't really as much as I wanted to say about it, and I and I've already said what I felt, maybe everything I said is, is inaccurate. And I'm and I'm willing to own up to that because it yeah. just from my perspective, unfortunately, I see it too many times where what I'm saying is not inaccurate. It's kind of how, how the shit is. So I just hope that it's not one of those situations because it would really hurt, it would really hurt me if it was just a a money grab and nobody really had no love for each other. Cause you want to you want to believe in these good stories. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people wanted to believe that Lance Armstrong was doing all that shit with, with one testicle. And then, you know, the steroid shit came out. You know, it's like people want to believe these things, but the truth will the truth will hurt you sometimes. So I don't know and what to believe there. It's it's gonna come down to what what the court finds on all of this. And yeah. and you know, at, at the moment I, I kind of side with the Michael Orr on it a little bit more because it, I can I can see the dynamics of it. Yeah, because he's know. the underdog. <laughs> He's the underdog, but he's also, it's at 18 years old. At 18 years old, let's talk about how dumb we were at 18 and what we were doing. Too and sure. if we were presented yeah, but did you, did you have, were you living in crack houses at that age? Oh, I wasn't. So I that's not something we can relate to. <laughs> I know, I know. But if you can like look at it now and be like, okay, at 18, if I had, you oh, know, yeah. you gave me a million dollars at 18, I know For I sure. Like, like, like every time I, I've said this a, a couple times now, if I was John, like if if I was Johnny Manziel's age, when I when I was in, the, if I got drafted at Johnny Manziel's age, if they had a camera on me twenty four seven, y'all would have seen some shit. <laughs> y'all would have they, they would have taken my endorsement deals away. They, like I I was not, I was not in the best place at that time. So I get it. <laughs> I definitely get it. it. It is. It's not like it's easy. I can talk about Johnny Manziel. That that whole thing just, I I, I never heard a public. I don't know. I never heard in that whole thing to get off topic real quick. I never heard like an apology for Johnny Menzel for his actions or anything. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to do what he I don't want. Give a, he don't give a flying. I know he don't. Hell man, but, but like there's so many people that would love to be put in that situation that would take advantage of that. And for you to just be like, yeah, I was just partying. And then like, you, you know, know who, you know, who's doing a good job with it. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf 
hit rock bottom. He was in prison, prison. Like Johnny Manziel, you know, Ryan Leaf was in prison, prison. Like he was breaking into people's houses and stealing their pills. Like he was all the way fucked up. And this is the guy that was they thought was better than Peyton Manning. And now he's coming back and he speaks about his sobriety. He's going to camps and talking to court. Like he goes to the quarterback symposium now. Like, don't be like me. He's on, he got syndicates on radio. Look at Michael Vick. He hit rock bottom too. And yeah, I think I just think Johnny Manziel, you know what I mean? Like, the difference is Johnny Manziel hasn't learned. He just saw, oh, a money grab for me to yeah. do something on Netflix and I'm gonna do it. And he still looks like a POS. Like yeah. he doesn't look like a he looks like a shiesty motherfucker. Of course but he is, bro. <laughs> This case, I never liked Johnny Manziel. I always thought he was. Oh, over. I, bro, I loved him in college. college, like, in college I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't care about any of that stuff in college. I was like, bro, be a kid. Oh, seriously, seriously, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. They beat right. Alabama. They were fucking. Yeah, bro, bro, that was Mike like, Evans. Just going to Mike Evans, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted Mike Evans. Yeah, but in this case, it it everything doesn't smell right, and it's just like. It's like you're sitting on the couch on a on a Monday morning, and then all of a sudden you see Blindside was all fake, bro. And you're like, what? You were talking about shocking news that just kind of just flashed on the screen. I was like, oh god, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's one of those things that it's like still too new. It still smells, you know. There's still fire on it, and we need to put it out and kind of go dive deeper. And all I can see is just getting uglier for from where we're at right now. To be honest with you. Yep. All right. Well, real quick, uh, let's, let's let's wrap up the show. Um, but before I wrap it up, I gotta ask you a question. Hmm. What the hell is wrong with the, the New York Yankees? <laughs> oh man, what the hell is wrong with the New York Yankees? <laughs> too, too many injuries. We we have an injury bug like no one no one else has had this season. There's a lot of injuries on this team. Um, the pitching is the biggest one. We don't have all of our starters there. We're rushing guys back into the starting rotation just for them Severino what the hell happened? I'm getting to that we're rushing guys in the starting rotation just from the go back on the IR and then Louis uh Luis Severino like he's in his head you got to demote that guy to the bullpen and make him long relief literally like y'all yeah. y'all are wasting wasting time we're getting rid of him out there expecting what's the definition of insanity <laughs> doing the same thing over and over and over again um that's according to Einstein uh, <laughs> and and you know, John Carlo goes down, Josh Donaldson goes down, Aaron Judge goes down. That's a big one. Now Anthony Rizzo's down, Harrison Bader was down. Do we consider Giancarlo a flash in the pan? Type I, of don't him a, I don't consider him a flash in the pan. I just don't think New York was the place for him. Yeah. I, I think that it was just a money grab at that point. And the biggest the biggest problem that we're having is the manager. The manager is the biggest part. Yep. I've been saying it for the longest. Um, I just don't think Boone is right for the job. Um, and trust me, it's a headache for me. I mean, there's still hope they can do it, but I, I the window's closing for them big time. And the so, Orioles, you know how I was talking about, I told somebody the other day, I'm like, you saw the Astros out of nowhere, you kind of just took over like the last few years of baseball. I think the Orioles got next. They I suck. They suck for so long, and now the infrastructure is there. That's just that's just how I see it. The infrastructure is there. Yes, it is. I will give you that. But if they can get like, if they would have got Justin Verlander, I would have said it's done. It's a wrap. Because listen, I'm not saying it, it's going to happen this year, but the longevity of how the Astros have been over the last decade—I mean, not decade, like seven, eight years—that I'm not saying they're going to go win hella World Series, but they're going to be 
just like how the Rays are right now, they're going to be like, you got to go through us too now. Like the Rays, you got to go through us too now. So that's just more layers for the rest of the Yankees to deal with. I think I think the difference between all these teams and, and the the Orioles and the AL East is they were patient. They were patient and they knew what they had. And they're testing out the right players. And it's working because they all play together in the minors. They're bringing them up one after the other, after the other. Like we're going to get a Jackson Holiday next year, play shortstop for them. We're going to get that. And it's going to work. And I believe in everything that they're doing. It all started with Adley Rutschman being brought up and then Gunnar Henderson behind him and all he of that. that. He put that battery inside that to you. And they, but they saw, they saw what they had in, in Cedric Mullins and they didn't want to give up on that. They won't be like, this kid's a flash in the pan. Like he's a good player. He's a good leader. And I, I think they get the right pieces. Um, once they start figuring out the pitching side of things, because that's one thing that's been the Orioles uh, Achilles heel. Achilles heel. They had they had Kevin Gossman, who was a three overall pick and didn't pan out there. And look at him now. He's with every team he's gone to, he's done very, very well yeah. for. So I I think it is, and I want to say that they aren't, because I, I don't really hate the Orioles because they've just been so bad for a while since they dismantled that really good team they used to have. But you smell uh, you smell the threat though. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it's also on the high of winning. Mm-hmm. Like when you're winning and you're having fun at what you're doing, you're going to keep doing that. It's like what I say about the Rays. There's no pressure. Uh, no. There's pressure now. <laughs> they got yeah. pre- Wanda Franco and Shane McClanahan. I got Tommy John. Oh, the pressure is building right now. <laughs> There's, there is definitely pressure. But I think just when you're having fun and playing top level sports and you're going to keep riding that high. I, I personally think, and I, you know, I hope I'm wrong here, but I watch a lot of baseball. I think they're going to get burnt out when it comes down to the playoffs and they got to play somebody there like a, like a Texas or a Houston or something. I think they'll, they'll get burnt out there, but I'm, Hey, I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're early on in this process with them. That's all I'm saying. They are windows. This is now like, I love, everything, I love everything they're doing. They're yeah. bringing, their prospects as opposed to just saying, we need another year there. Oh, you need another year. And there. they'll we- spend a little bit more money too than the Rays were willing to spend sometimes. So they got yeah. that going for them too. They got a beautiful ball, uh, ball, beautiful ballpark, great weather. I mean, shit. <laughs> just a lot of gunshots from around the corner. Hey, you'll be all right. Say Pete ain't safe. The Bronx ain't but, safe. <laughs> the one thing that we aren't talking about, I should have put this at my, my interesting fact or whatever, is Shohei Otani could win a double triple crown. No, I'll, 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 no, nah, I, we can't talk. No, nah, I've seen some shit in my lifetime. I, that would be the, the most amazing my, thing. I've ever seen. You want to know what got me into baseball? It's a steroid era, right? I, I was in living in Detroit. I had the WGN network and I watched Sammy Sosa and then I watched Mark McGuire do some crazy shit over that. That was one of the best summers of my life. I was like, I love this shit. Fast forward, I saw Barry Bonds do some shit. I'm like, this motherfucker right here. Oh God, I, I fell in love, right? I've seen some shit over and over and over. I ain't never seen no shit like this in any sport. I can't even, Michael Jordan could not do, Michael Jordan was not doing this type of shit. Though. He is on another level of, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, yo, our, the United States of America, our professional sports are being ran by international players. Shohei Otani, Nikola Jokic, Lionel Messi, his old ass, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Ovechkin and all. We ain't got nobody. We got nobody no more. We give him the tools, but it's the discipline. And yeah, the world's the world has caught the way, up all over the place. The way of the samurai, bro. The way of the samurai. The like, world has caught man, up. 
That man is so in tune. Like, I don't want to talk about wins, it, man. I'm like, I just look at him in awe. I just like, he just hit number 42 today. I was like, bro, this, this man right here. I mean, he's not first place in home runs right now. That's uh, he, he, I think he's he's still tied with, uh, what's his name? Olsen? Uh, Olsen. I think they're both at 42. Olsen just hit like two or three yesterday. So Olsen's definitely in the lead then. Because he pa- I remember when he, he passed him like two days ago or something like that. I, I think Olsen's in the lead by like one or two, but it's it's definitely there a triple crown double triple crown that's that would be insane to win mvp and cy young you know who's the last, the last I, I just watched when i went in my rabbit hole i watched that last night it was uh Lincecum. no oh. justin verlander verlander was it you're verlander, right he and cy young you're right to the tigers yeah yeah you're right and before that i think it was Wait, they don't, did Obado Jimenez win uh, MVP in Cy Young? Remember, he was a flash in the pan. Aldo Jimenez? No, he Aldo won a Cy Jimenez. Young. He never won an MVP. He won a Cy Young. Okay. Yeah. But and yes, Matt Olsen is still in the lead for home runs. He has 43 to Otani's 42. Not, I don't know if Olsen hit any tonight, though. So this is not counting uh, today's stats. So Otani, as of this morning, was at 41, and Olsen was at 43. So. Alonzo playing high school 35. <laughs> Dude, um it would be so amazing to see that. Like I got to see a triple crown with with Miguel Cabrera. That was cool. My kids would never believe me. <laughs> Can you believe this man got the got the MVP kids would be like, hitting, and then got the MVP, got the young for really pitching too. Like God you lying ass. Hey, that shit ain't happening. It's like Will Chamberlain. Like when I look at the the, the, the stats, I'm like, ain't no way he's hundred points and fifty rebounds. Get out of here. <laughs> but it happens. It happens. Be amazing. I ain't never seen shit like this, but wrap us up. All right. So you can catch us on X, not Twitter anymore, at fair underscore pod. <laughs> Pod, Instagram, Facebook, just search uh, and YouTube, search the Fairweather Podcast and when you subscribe or listen to podcasts. You can catch the audio there as well. Words of wisdom. Take us away. Blatko Andwoski is gone. U.S. women's soccer, we can breathe again because that man can't coach for shit. Uh, so sometimes the moral of the story is, like my next chapter says behind me in the Players' Tribune, you just might need to change the scenery. And everything will turn around. So look at Aaron Rodgers. Karen, he's not carrying Rodgers no more. Aaron Rodgers is back. Peace. <laughs>